them no quarter. Instead, give them some time. Welcome, everybody, to episode 31 of the Superhouse Podcast. Right now, it's just me, but I have, well, just me from the Superhouse Podcast, but I do have two guests with me right now. Um, could you guys introduce yourselves real quick? Absolutely. Uh, is Clayton Kisco here from the Maelstrom Gamers? And this is... Uh... With the Everything in Yes. <laughs> and I'm accompanied, of course, by the bad boy, Steve Landis. What's up, everybody? <laughs> I never introduced myself before. Usually it's Clay introducing me. Yeah, I figured I'd take that and like just yeah. make it a little bit more natural because yeah, I was in a deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And where are you guys reporting from? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm over on the West Coast in Seattle. And I'm in Never Eat. Yep. East Coast, Florida. <laughs> on the Florida. West Coast. Sorry. Damn. Wait, on the I'll West get the Coast, compass. Florida. Sorry. I was on the, I'm on the West Coast because I always say West Coast. Because I'm on the west coast of Florida. So. Okay. Yeah. So these guys are from what's called the Maelstrom Gamers podcast, or it's just a YouTube channel, or what actually is it? Yeah, yeah. So my, uh, the, the Maelstrom Gamers is a YouTube channel. We just focus on creating just fun entertainment through video games and like what you can describe as nerd culture, right? Okay. Um, but we have an everything and nothing podcast, which is literally what the title um, is and describes it as, which is we pick anything and everything as a topic, and it's really just a show about nothing. Uh, we can go from anything between you know Batman v Superman as to why it's the worst movie in the world to the new Wonder Woman trailer to you know what's your favorite hot dog. Uh, and what's your favorite <laughs> topics on a hot dog? Like, we'll just we'll pick anything Waffles, and we'll, pancakes or yeah, you know, what was Google, that? Uh, French toast. French toast. Who wins in that battle? Like, and then we just argue <laughs> yeah. about that. Um, you know, and then we we try to stream our League of Legends games and our other games that we're playing, just to throw up stuff there. And we're kind of interested in building a community and playing video games with the community, uh, and kind of connecting that way. Cool. And how long have you guys been doing this? Yeah. Oh man, Steve, how All long right. has it been? Uh, hasn't even, it's been a year? It's been more than a year, right? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Oh year yeah. And a half. Wow. Yeah. No, it, so, it really has, and we haven't even had a hundred episodes yet. It's yeah. It's really interesting. If it started out as just like an idea of like let's just let's just do some stuff. Let's have fun. You know, let's not treat this like a business or a job or a chore. But let's just do things that we're interested in and being creative. Um, and so if you actually look on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Gamers channel, you head over there, you can see some of our first pieces of content, which is Rocco and I just goofing around with like Gem and the Holograms trailer and just trying to break down some stupid trailer like that and being like, look, I researched the lore behind Gem and the Holograms. This is what I think they're going to do, right? Um, and so that lasted a couple bit, uh, for like a couple trailers or whatever. And then we decided, you know, let's do a podcast. Let's like, let's talk about some stuff. And uh, that podcast in particular is, is um, you know, I took a lot of inspiration from other podcasts that I personally like, uh, like the Game of a Greggy show um, and uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me and some other stuff that I like listen to um, and I enjoy because at the end of the day, we want to create content and we're hoping other people will find that enjoyable. Cool. So, and are you guys yeah. like trying to get like paid via Patreon and all that jazz or – yeah, we got a Patreon website, yep. um, patreon.com slash Uh 
we have we have everything from you can give a dollar to price points up to seventy five okay um, dollars. We have some goals in mind. Um, we've used the money so far to upgrade to awesome microphones, and we've used the money so far to help uh, spread the good word of the Maelstrom Gamers on Facebook and Twitter, and just uh, venture into marketing. Right, like we we're I'm a video game designer, right? Uh, like he loves watching cops on TV. Alan is in the VFX industry. I do not, I do not <laughs> love watching cops. <laughs> Let's just get this started. We, all right. My my wife loves watching cops, and I have the TV right next to right next to me, right. And it's always on. So we were playing video games, and every time video games, all of a sudden it's like, "Bad boys, what you want?" And just starts singing and everything. And you guys, oh, watching cops again, constantly. So a lot of our streams have cop uh, cop dialogue in the background. I don't like watching cops. Period. They're expecting royalties from you. Yeah, oh, I know yeah. YouTube shutting us down. Yeah, so, better. so we have we have a lot of different like uh, backgrounds. Uh, none of which is journalism or podcast, but we we do have fun with it. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> and do you have any podcasts that you're a fan of, uh, Steve? Um, actually, I don't watch podcasts at all. Really, um, I just watch a lot of like. Um, I guess vlogging. Well, nobody watches podcasts, Steve. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. You listen to podcasts. <laughs> I thought what we do is a podcast. It made it seem like he, refer to as a podcast. He really doesn't know the medium, it seems like. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like one of those old I'm grandpas. Teasing. You're right. You're right. We have a podcast like, oh, video, but that is, <laughs> it's very, I think it's, I think it's like, it's not common yeah, we, to have a video we podcast. Revert, we refer to it as a podcast. Every time I say, you guys have for yeah. the podcast this weekend or whatever. You can put I your podcast on YouTube true. and shit, but yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I actually just watch a lot of like vlogging. Like I've been watching a lot of this uh, this guy's a skateboarder. His name's John Hill. He actually just started up, and he's actually growing pretty fast. He's um he's a really like a he's a skateboarder, and he just pretty much does whatever he wants, and just decides to like upload it day by day. So it's pretty fun to watch. How'd you find That's out cool. about this guy? Yeah, there's a whole. I actually found out about him just because I was uh, watching like a, a Braille. There's uh, another people that actually, it's a YouTube channel where you make it, they skate it kind of type thing. Oh, really? So they've like skated anything from like razor blades to where I would cut their shins off kind of type thing to like huge doors, you know what I mean? Just to see if it works. And uh, they had him as guest on there one time. So I just looked at some of his videos and it just, it just kind of stuck. So. Did you grow up skateboarding? Yeah, actually, five years, five years skateboarding through my uh, entire high school. I did as well, and I skateboarded while at SCAD too. SCAD's our college, by the way. We all went to SCAD, I assume, right? Uh, actually, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I I was there, but I was mainly there just to like um, Rocco, who actually is the other half of this. You know, I wouldn't say podcasts are the Maelstrom Gamers. Maelstrom Gamers. Yeah, he's my cousin, so yeah. I actually just went to live with him and just hung out with uh, Clay, Alan, Nate, a bunch of other people. Cool. What were you going to say, Clay? Yeah. You were going to say um, something. I don't even remember. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, to, to describe like the history of what's going on here, this is kind of a self-serving podcast, to be honest with you, this episode in particular, because we got our name from calling our house in in a in college super house just because we put all of our best friends under one roof and that name just came out of that and then we all graduated and left and then uh apparently 
I don't even know because I haven't been to Savannah since the day I left for after graduation, was that you guys moved in to the same spot. Yeah. And then you guys, uh, you know, named your house. It was a thing in Savannah for some reason. We had other house names too, like there was Duffy House on Duffy Street and some girls named their house Titty Ranch. and like, <laughs> like Well, with a name like that. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So, and there was there was other ones too. I kind of forget now, but... Um, I think because we just didn't have Greek life, where there was no like Kappa, Omega Kappa or whatever the fuck. Like, uh, so yeah. we named our houses, and then you guys named your house Maelstrom, mm -hmm. like the storm. And then right. I heard of this over the years through the internet. I'm just now meeting you guys on this podcast episode. And yeah. what was funny is you guys had already started a podcast before we did, and I didn't know you guys had did had done that. So two different quote unquote generations of this house have started like a podcast and tried to do like, you know, social media in this way. So I always thought that was really interesting. Plus it's about games and you know, comic book movies and shit like that as well. I think it seems like there's some minor differences though. Like we I don't think anybody in Superhouse is really a PC gamer. I think we're like all pretty solidly console gamers so you guys are in legal into league of legends a lot yeah I, we dabble in both right why you can't tell me how, uh, listen we all used to be very very much and i would say yeah. that steve and i and even alan are still very much in league of legends um yeah. rocco is he would be recently he would be had he not live in east bumblefuck and have terrible yeah. internet so, <laughs> it, it was, like he gets three you know megabytes per second Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So like he his computer just shuts down, right? So he it's very hard for him to play uh, League of Legends with us. And so they're playing Uncharted. They're playing uh, Smite on console. They're playing different console games. Uh, and we just we try to whenever we get a new game, uh, just that we're playing on console or PC to just stream it, just to just to throw some stuff. So we had Dark Souls three on there as well. Like, um, we're not just I wouldn't say we're just PC, but whatever is kind of floating our boat that month. But League of Legends is like really your like playing. top thing among the group, though. Usually, yes, definitely. That is absolutely consistent uh, yeah. throughout the weeks when we're streaming. You guys talk about comic book movies and shit as well. Uh, we... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. We're uh, we're talking. I mean, I'm a huge comic book head, so I try to bring that culture a little bit more to um, above the sur or below the surface level. Because um, Steve, Rocco, they they know who these characters are. They know they get a gist of it. Um, but I like to dig in there and be like, no, man, this is how he acts. This is where his origin's from. This is how he knows that guy. This is a guy. Right, 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 this right. random dude. Uh, and so I try to bring that uh, forward and, you know, we'll either whether that's through like a little game show and I'll just quiz him on stuff and that will be a topic or I'll talk about a trailer and we'll each break it down and I'll, I'll give my side of the little bit more nerdy in detail view and then they'll give me the side of a very really casual comic book. Yeah. Like super in detail right. Yeah, so, so you're you're like you're like the top comic book guy in the podcast. Yes, I have to say so. I would argue, yeah. yeah okay. And Alan, just because he's not here to defend himself, he knows the most about like teeny stuff. Like, so he knows more about like I would say what what was that popular guy that they love, Zach Afron? He knows a lot about him. Okay. He likes him a lot. He watches him. <laughs> yeah. Constantly. Through you, Kiko, <laughs> who you know. No, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. She's actually been on Superhouse before. That's right. That's right. Uh, early days. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then you know movies in general like sci-fi stuff we'll talk about you know I, I think Steve Ian Rocco Alan they all really love the whole um, you know No Man's Sky idea of going through space and exploring you know so you had uh, uh, the Mars movie with uh, Matt Damon uh, and then you had Interstellar so there's like a lot of stuff that we'll touch on that again just like interests us that we want to talk about He's insane. Matt Damon's the same. That's a He's... running joke. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was pretty good, though, I felt like. Yeah. Yeah, Interstellar was, was solid. The whole fourth dimension concept was cool. Um, I really enjoyed it. And the one thing that, that was really on the wall and that I saw from a mile away was Matt Damon's twist. So, like, oh, the whole yeah. time I was like, come on. I know he, didn't, he didn't last that long either. He was, he was only there for, like, 30 minutes or less, right? Yeah. Like a yeah, a little movie. tiny cameo. Yeah. Yeah, first time he was oh, a bad I know. Guy movies too, are too long these days. Yeah, that's I true. Think so, yeah, yeah, Matt Damon, that guy's a jerk he right a now. Saint. Yeah. He was not a saint in that movie. You're right, Steve. <laughs> that, that that's the wait. Yeah. I'm sitting there thinking um, like, yeah, that was so, yeah you know, movie. never mind. Sorry, I was singing. That was the one with what's his name? The guy that was in the car. I have another like kind of like self-serving question here, but did what did you guys know about Superhouse? Did you know anything at all about us after? Like, did we like to think that we were legends? But I, I wonder. You yeah, know? no, you you absolutely were legends. Really? Was, Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, You're not just bullshitting me right like now. A, no, no, no. Okay, okay. So you know, not only did every time we would have a party, there would be people, you know, be like, "Oh, this is the old super house," and then we'd have to correct them, be like, "No, this is Maelstrom House." Now, Are you serious, okay? dude? <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God. And for a while, they would just they would I would have to correct them. Uh, the other thing is, is, like, we would be told that you guys would throw a killer party, so we had a lot of pressure to fill the shoes that were left, right? Um, and I don't want to pat myself on the back too hard, but I thought we did a pretty damn good job. Um, but I'll never forget the first night that I, like we, like it was like week before classes start. Alan and I are one of the first two people here, and we are I don't know either walking around really like heavily, or we had some music going. It was it was it was honestly just a, like a chill night. But for whatever reason, maybe we're playing video games and screaming or, or being loud. We got a knock on the door. And it was a neighbor downstairs, and I opened the door, and without any hesitation or, or with a second, he just walked right past me and was like, where's blah, blah, blah? And I forget who maybe the, the main person in your house was, um, but he was like, where's blah, blah, blah? And I was maybe like – Maybe Joey. It might have been Joey. Joey. He's like, he's like where's Joey? And, and he walked upstairs looking, and I don't think he realized you guys had moved out. And he was sick and tired of you guys being so loud, and he just thought it was another one of your like – nights and he's like he's like who are you i was like dude i'm i'm clay we just moved here I, like i was being all nice he's like you guys you guys are being you're being too loud and i was like joey doesn't live here he's like okay well whatever just don't be loud he had he made it a very strong point that he was a he was going for his masters he was a, a uh he's a graduate student and he needed to study and so after telling me that like over and over again he like left and i was like don't worry dude we'll be more quiet sure enough within a couple of weeks we throw a fucking party bunch of new freshmen people come in we want to show them a good time so we're having fun he comes up like around 10 o'clock on a friday hey okay i need to study you guys are being way too loud blah, blah blah i was like yeah that's fine that's totally cool so i go up to the music and i shut the music off <laughs> and in a very dickish move i pointed to him and said hey everybody this man would like us to be quiet and not party so hard <laughs> so if you have any questions please go talk to him <laughs> wow that's so, some college shit right there yeah, yeah, and so I was kind of a dad. I was kind of a dick, and and this this relationship between us and them lasted for a good solid six or seven months until they finally moved out. I guess they had had enough 
but so long story short, <laughs> point is is that you guys definitely um, made an impact and a footprint, um, and I like to think we followed suit. <laughs> That's awesome. So, like, did anybody like go come in after you and, and then name the house after you guys or what? Do you know? Well, I think no. I don't know. I do know that we had we had pretty much trashed the place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did too. But we there was, we like to think we cleaned up pretty well afterwards as well. Well, I mean, yeah, I heard there, you guys had a problem with like that. roaches with AIDS, right? Ro yeah. ro <laughs> roaches with AIDS. Yeah. 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 So, so there was that's we we basically gave the roaches we gave roaches AIDS uh, <laughs> because we had a roach problem. <laughs> so, uh, all right. The first, the first okay. The first semester, I'll get. The first semester, we we were very dirty. We left beer bottles um, out all the time uh, after parties for the whole night, possibly the next day. Uh, we just didn't clean up after each other. There was five dudes living together. Like we just were nasty, and uh, Alan and Pete were also pretty nasty. Um, <laughs> that attracted a lot of cockroaches. And we had a cockroach problem. There were like tons of them. And you know, like this isn't a thing where like you might live in the northwest, northeast, and be like, well, that's completely disgusting. I'm not gonna lie, it was disgusting. But you have to understand when you go out into Savannah, Georgia, when you walk on the street, you're gonna see cockroaches flying around the sidewalk. So they are very like they're normal, but to see them at this like density in a house is definitely odd. But it's not like the it's just whatever. Anyway, I'm trying to defend it, but we were gross. So there's a lot of cockroaches in the place. We ended up having to call an exterminator, and uh, he essentially – I was like, so how, how is this going to work? He's like, basically, I'm giving these cockroaches AIDS. And I was like, really? And he says, yeah. So I put these little traps, and they eat these little foods. And what the food is is it kills them, right? And then the cockroaches come up, and they eat those cockroaches, and then they get the disease, and they come back to the nest, and then they die, and then inside the nest they eat them, and it just spreads. And I was like, well, that's fucking awesome. You had to do the so accent, we ended up, man. <laughs> but basically, I'm gonna what, give the them southern Yeah. Oh yeah. No. He's, yeah. Yeah. Because he was he was very southern. Obviously, in Spanish. He was like, you see, he was gonna give him mates. <laughs> and so he describes uh, with with an yeah, accent. It's pretty much like um, that. <laughs> so so whatever. We took care of our problem. We tried to be cleaner. Um, but no, we trashed the place. Um, a nook, I think, was the and I. Yeah, really man. Bad. That's her. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's right. I, I, I feel bad for her. She's while with us. Yeah, it's a very unique name. Um, and she was pissed. She's very mad upon coming to like the last day of our lease. Uh, and so, so what I gather is that the next wait, just right, like, put a like, pin in that right real quick. I remember when, whenever we moved in, Anouk was like very hesitant to let another group of boys move in. She was, she told us she was looking for girls actually, but she just <laughs> we jumped on the place. So she was like, "All right, money," and she took us. And then she took. You know, another group of boys. It looks like as well after after yep. us. So it's after like us. she never she never got a break, man. Nope. Sorry about that. The next group of people she got. No, no, no. That's fine. The next group of people she got were boys as well. God. Which surprises me. But yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. apparently they were like they were nicer, right? Like apparently they they didn't throw as many parties. So the legacy of this house, I don't know if it has continued on or whatever. But like I don't I don't know if the so the people listening. If you want to describe this house, I think you should because this thing was three hundred dollars a month in rent, and this place was ginormous. Yeah, seven bedrooms, six bedrooms, four be uh, bathrooms, um, a, a giant deck, two-story yeah. deck. Um, it was huge, right? Like, and it was really yeah. nice hardwood floors. Mm -hmm. um, it was a beautiful place. It was only three hundred dollars a month. Rent was so cheap down in Savannah, Georgia. Well, three hundred dollars a month split. 
you know, seven six ways. Well, not only that, but seven like, ways. when me and Rocco lived in an apartment, man, it was like it was like seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars just to live in the apartment. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was very cheap. It was an amazing place. We threw awesome parties because it was so big. I mean, we would have two hundred to three hundred people in the house. That's how much you can house in there because it's two stories. It's very big. It's crazy. We had yeah, metal bands play. So we had a, we had a friend that did the yeah. you know we went to an art school right. So we had a friend that did the uh, artwork for the like the album covers for these metal bands, and we were like, yeah, we would like metal bands to play. He like asked <laughs> us out of nowhere, and then uh, we had this band called Fight Paris, which was like a touring actual metal band, and then another guy named Dan Deacon, which is popular with hipsters. I think even Miley Cyrus <laughs> has dated this guy, like. What? Play, yeah, he, Dan Deacon. Look him up. I don't really know much about him, but uh, See, this sexy beast. Yeah, uh, he better be. I think he's kind of. <laughs> I think he's kind of nerdy looking, actually. But he played our house as well. But he he, he kind of played like more like indie sounding stuff. But the metal bands, mm-hmm. like, I'm surprised we didn't get kicked out, man. And the cops didn't even come that night. The cops came like on our last two nights or something, and then we just graduated and left. But yeah, that house, man, was just too conducive to having huge parties all right straight up dean De- dan deacon looks like he just came out of team sisu <laughs> he's got giant 70s bottle cap glasses an amazing beard and a wonderful like blue maybe, maybe i'm looking at somebody else was it d-e-a-c-o-n or d-e-k C, I dan believe. deacon d-e-a-c-o-n oh okay whoa yeah man He's rocking yeah. that orange beard. Anyway, you're right. Um, cops, cops would yeah, cops <laughs> would come around. I love sexy beast. Cops would come around a lot and break us up eventually. Um, and one time, you know, the, the, one of the first parties we threw, we actually had to lie because the party had gone. I don't know if you had this problem, but the party would just go like till three in the morning for they, they, people wouldn't leave. So we're like, oh, shoot, cops, <laughs> cops, cops are here. Get out. <laughs> <Can> I? <laughs> like, I remember one. I remember one guy was like, wait a minute, let me. See. I was like, get the fuck. out. <laughs> like I got real pissed off. I was like, just leave. <laughs> you know, it's like I was like, shut up, shut up, get out of here. So like, I, you know, we we've used cops once, and like I remember that party. I was particularly pissed at because um, someone had, and we've learned our lessons. Like I don't, I'm I'm curious about your lessons that you learned in throwing parties, and so maybe some of your listeners, if they're going to college, they can learn a thing or two. Um, but I remember people stealing stuff from our refrigerator. <laughs> um, like my taquitos. I was super pissed about that. Oh, dude, I've had that happen to me so much times before. It, it sucks because you and people take it from yeah. the party, right? Yeah. No, well, they don't take it, but they eat it right there, like they eat it, like <laughs> and you go worse. and you're like, what the? That's from salt in the wound. Especially if you don't like the person. Yeah, that's happened to me so many times. Um, people having sex in Jay's room. That has happened. <laughs> like I've had that. Um, yeah. uh, we had some uh, crazy yeah, so, shit like that. I don't remember anybody, anybody taking our shit in our fridge because we didn't really – I think we ate out a lot, dude. I don't remember us, like, having a bunch of shit in the fridge. We had a little bit, but mm. I don't know. It never happened to me anyway. But, um, I mean, people would throw up at times, and the place would just be covered with beer the next day. Like, it would just smell, dude. You got to get the mop oh, oh, out. so sticky. Yeah, yeah, sticky. Like, just that much, like, used beer everywhere was mm-hmm. fucked up. Some people spend yeah. the night, like, you know, Joey used to fuck a lot of oh. bitches, too, like, before he met his wife. <laughs> so... <laughs> Put him on Joey. blast right now. Jo- <laughs> yeah, we, we'd be like, well, Joey Joey got one again, you know, like... Oh my <laughs> it was kind of like that for Joey. a little while. Joey, yeah. man, he sounds like a floozy. Yeah. 
So he was our main guy too. He actually moved down to the first floor, or maybe not the guy that was a jerk to you guys, but next to that guy or something. He might even come to a few Maelstrom parties yeah. because he stayed after us to get his second bachelor's. Yeah, we we were. I think he, he was very cool. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know him, yeah. Yeah, he he eventually he got robbed because um, there was there's I didn't, so much to talk about. Um, because th th I mean, living in this house and you, in Savannah, you see so much. Um, but yeah, we can talk about that in a second. But to go off your comment uh, about how dirty it was, I think we had a used banana peel and or banana inside one of the upstairs toilets that clogged it for about a year. Because <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Things where it's like you own your own territory in college, right? Like I have my bedroom, and that's what I'm, you know, responsible for. Whoever was upstairs, I was like, I'm not cleaning that. That's their shit. So for the longest time, we just had a bathroom no one used because it just had a banana from a party that someone had, and it was like, this looks like a great place to put it. Dump. That sucks. Um, yeah, that, that sucks. Um, so yeah, so they took the kiddos. They had sex in chase room. What? There's something else that they. Oh, um, ever like vandalism? Have anybody like do shit to your? Um, to, to your walls or like just like break stuff or nothing crazy what, what what happened on like one of our last parties maybe our our very last one uh something happened where like johnson which was a roommate of ours had gotten so drunk he started to destroy joey's shit oh, fuck. <laughs> and joey was fucking pissed you know after he got out of the room with a girl the next day and uh <laughs> But uh, like that was that was some major shit that happened, and I think they I don't know for sure they're gonna listen to this and talk to me about it later probably. But I I I don't know like how good of friends they were after that for a little while. But it seems like you know things have gotten better since then. And <laughs> but that's good. But like yeah, Johnson just got like super hammered that last that last night. We were about to graduate, you know, so maybe that was it. And we just went fucking nuts, you know. Yeah, I said this on a previous yeah. podcast, but. Uh, like there was this one party, I think our second to last one, where the cops came and he said, uh, "Everybody, anybody that's not sleeping here needs to leave." And this this girl I was seeing at the time, she looked at me and said, "Am I sleeping here?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yes, yes, you are." <laughs> it's like twelve years ago, but twelve, thirteen years ago at this point for me. I mean, but. the cops setting it up for you, man. Then you just need to knock it down. That's perfect. That's the way it seemed. Yeah, it was. It was like this is like a fucking movie right now. Yeah, yeah. This is like can't hardly wait. You know, you guys know that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, with uh, Seth Green. Oh man, he's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah dude. It, it, there were some. There were some good times there. Um, a lot of, a lot of situations like that where, you know. Uh, opposite sex and you're just trying to have fun um, and then maybe I don't know maybe Johnson was a little uh, perturbed at Joey going after a girl maybe he liked because there were some there's some situations <laughs> that yeah. we ran into for sure um, during college and then you put booze in the middle of it man and so much can happen right like yes kids are just stupid I remember yeah. like like well I wasn't actually wasn't there but like the story is that uh, like after I graduated, I like left immediately. Like I literally like I walked the I did the walk, and then came home, got my stuff. I didn't have much stuff, and then my parents took me home. So I was like gone that day, and I was I just graduated college, so I was thinking about so much shit. But Joey had told me that like 
I didn't do anything to like clean the place and <laughs> <laughs> and like there was no like Joey and maybe James I'm not sure what happened exactly there but like was it's like two out of seven were left to like clean the whole place by themselves and I didn't know this until years later and uh yeah, I did and I felt I felt, I felt bad, but at the t I just like my only defense is like I just wasn't on my mind, man, not at all. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say yeah. who who eventually cleaned the banana peel. Oh yeah, that was um I don't know <laughs> we banded together one night. We're like, all right, guys, let's do this. Let's get rid of this banana, uh, oh. and we did it. We chucked it. You guys yeah. were living with seven dudes and and minus one toilet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that happens. I mean, but, like this is this is the level of. Um, just laziness and apathy <laughs> that comes when you're a college male. Like, I, they, like people, like I'm, we had, we had chores for everyone, right? Where it's like, okay, you are responsible for putting dishes and putting the dishwasher in, right? You're responsible for taking the dishes out and putting them where they belong. You're responsible for cleaning the upstairs. You're responsible for cleaning downstairs. Blah blah. And then it just takes one jackass. It just takes one person to be like. And then before you know it, they're on strike, and the rest of the other people are striking. They just got dishes piling up, and like nobody wants to do anything because they think everybody else is responsible for the stuff they're doing. You know, like I can't tell you how many fights and arguments we got into because like a beer bottle was one beer bottle was in the corner. It was like, yo, man, you need to pick that up. It's like I'm not the one who drank it. It's like I don't care. You had the party. Like, I'm not gonna do it. Fuck you. And then you get into like fisticuffs, right? Like <laughs> because we're just too lazy, and I don't know, we're pigheaded and, and prideful about our shit. So, nah. <laughs> Wow, takes a long I time. I having that many fights, <laughs> other than Johnson destroying Joey's shit. But other than that, I think we were usually fairly peaceful. <sighs> yeah, we weren't. <laughs> we were very combative. Wow. You know, we're really good friends, but like, I don't know. We just we got on each other's skin. You gave each other shit all the time. Yeah, man. It was just I don't know. We we were good. We is like a brother kind of mentality where it's just like beat up on each other, kind of deal. Did we lose Steve? Know. Wasn't the healthiest. Oh, he's back. Um, probably. There he, he is. Might have dropped. People drop in and out all the time, man. Um, so, yeah. So what? So what are you guys doing now? Like, what's your job? Where you say you live in Seattle, Clay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, let's see. So we, most of us went to SCAD, and now I'm in Seattle, and I'm working for a video game company uh, called ArenaNet, uh, working on some uh, Guild Wars 2 action. Uh, and I've just—I I mean, that's what I went to SCAT for, right? Was for game design and interactivity, uh, and that's the—that's the path I've followed. Um, Steve, I think we just dropped him again. He is working at a CVS pharmacy, um, and there he is. Steve, what are you doing these days? I just mentioned you work for CVS. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So. So no, Alan uh, is uh, yeah, just doing that gaming. Okay. Um, I actually just recently started um, picking up a new hobby, which is trying to make movies, like more movies for us. As far as like on Instagram and everything, just making funny memes because I like memes a lot. Um, Did you go to SCAD? No, I didn't go to SCAD. I was okay. just like I said, I was just living there with my um, my cousin for about a year or so and everything. Just okay. like get away from everything for a little bit. We're the All same right. age, but I didn't I didn't go to like SCAD. I wanted to, but it was too expensive, and these rich guys went there. So <laughs> I still got it is very a expensive. lot of loans. <laughs> yeah, it's all for anybody, everybody wondering about a private, um, a private art school will run you at the time, which is back in two thousand four to two thousand eight, thirty grand a year. So 
Yeah. Yeah. It it's, was it's not cheap. And, you know, what I would say to people that like are interested in that kind of thing as well, like just I mean, look, we had a great experience and stuff, but I feel like especially in the film industry, you could do a, a like a vocational school type of thing. Like you want to be an editor, just learn editing, you know? Yep. Just, you could do all that stuff on your own. Yeah, or do it on your own, or if you do want to go to school, like like VizFX, right? Uh, there's that Dave School in uh, Orlando, you know, which is just that shit, nothing else. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to say that SCAD's bad. I like SCAD. I, we, like, we, we have this podcast out of SCAD. I was able to go to Japan because of SCAD, you know, people that I met there and shit. So, um, that's but, the, but that's... yeah, it's just the, the price and all that. It's just, I don't, I so don't know. So it's not worth it, like, like, if you go to get, like, a job or something, you're like, I went to SCAD. Like, it's not like one it's of those just like, the film, the like film, people say like, Harvard. Kind of no, it's not like a Harvard thing. I mean, it definitely looks good on your resume, I think. But oh, okay. if you're if you're if you're in the art industry, at the same time, you the most important thing is your portfolio and not your resume. Or <laughs> in the film industry, it's the last thing that you worked on. Mm-hmm. They say, like, "Oh, I worked on uh, this show. I worked on that show. Oh, okay, here you go. You're on board. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, like yeah. honestly, I, like if you're just worried about having the career path, I would, I would, and and you're worried about money, is I would, I would follow what you had just advised. Um, but I will say that SCAD was one of the some of the best years of your life, and like that experience. Is oh, like, it was fun, man. Especially priceless, right? I mean, yeah, all the like Super House, and we had like a precursor to Super House called Duffy House, which was on Duffy Street, <laughs> and that's nice. where we thought of the name Super House too. And uh, it was me, Joey, and Maddie. Just the three of us before we added on three more people. One guy like didn't even have a room; he was just kind of living in the in the living room. He's on the couch. It's yeah, like, no, he he couch. literally bought, he bought like a fucking partition, and just hung out there. And we were like, eh, whatever. He's paying some extra rent, so and fucking Anuk yeah. never even knew about it. So I don't I don't remember I don't remember even seeing her that much, man. Like we no. No, no, we, no. We we gave Never. her money like direct deposit or some shit. I don't even know what happened because we were, man. I'm sounding old at this point, but two, 2002 to 2006 was mm-hmm. our run. Wow. And in 2006 was our super house year, and I don't remember seeing her at all. Yeah. No. She she never. She just cared that you had you know her paycheck. That's all. Right. 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 That's good. Yeah, I mean, she was. She, I mean, anytime I'd call her. Were you the huh? main guy there? Sorry, Steve. I, it looks like I think I'm getting a lot of lag. Uh, sorry, say that one more time. I said you guys had to put a security deposit down. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we did, and we didn't get it back. <laughs> no, we didn't get it. Yo, it yeah. sounds like you guys didn't. Yeah, yeah. She was counting on no, that no too, way. probably. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There was no way. It's probably you gave it to her, Which and kind she smart. You spent it probably because like yeah. she oh, I, I would. Like, <laughs> That place was just ruined. There were bike mark scratches. Just it was it was terrible. Um, where are you from originally, Clay? Crap, New Jersey, the okay. Dirty Jersey. What exit? <laughs> Eighty-four. Okay, and Steve? Uh, from California. What part? Uh, San Jose. Okay. So cool. In between San Diego and Sacramento, I think. So does is Florida like a weird version of California at times for you or, or no? Uh no. Okay. I mean I, I I didn't really like grow up in California. Okay. So like but just I would say it wouldn't be anything like California. 
because you know California's got the best of everything, pretty much. You got mountains, you got the cold if you're in northern California, you also got an actual ocean. Right. You don't have the Gulf, which is just like a warm bath. It's just so. Those gross. beaches are good, though, man. What well, those yeah, East beaches? Coast beaches? No, the beaches in Florida. Yeah, in Florida they're they're good. I just uh, I don't know. Yeah. I like I like colder beaches like Cocoa Beach, like on the on the on the west coast of Florida, not the east coast. Like I like I like the, the actual like cold water and the sands a lot different and everything like that. It's not like crystal clear like the ones on our side and everything. All right. Hmm. I mean, it just depends yeah, on right, what kind right. of person you are. Right, like, 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 Steve. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, it's like everyone's. I mean, we see it every day, so it's like. I mean, I understand why you guys would like it. You know what I mean? We just right, see it right. every day, so it's like it's not. It's not you, like an abnormal not an thing. What you're saying? Like, I don't go to the beach every day. Everyone's like, I'll be at the beach good. every single day. People are saying, if I was there, no, where you live, I'd be at the beach every single day. Like no, I'm not. But you come up by me, and you try to go to the beach in Seattle, and one, good luck even getting to the ocean because there's so many shell that feel like glass. You're just like walking on like hot coals, right? Because you guys then put you go glass in, there, right? You just dump glass. Well, I mean, sometimes, there. sometimes. Okay. And then you I mean, go into the ocean, and then a quote unquote ocean, and it's absolutely freezing, right? It's like uh-huh. 40 degrees. Uh-huh. You like would, that. you would, you would be like, wow, I really wish I was in Florida right now with my bath water. <laughs> but I would want to go to the ocean though. I'd want to go hiking it. or something like that. <sighs> Maybe until you get sick of hiking. Nope, not me. Yeah. So, so Clay, you went to SCAD for like uh, game design or what? Yes, game design and interactivity. At the time, upon going to SCAD, the final for a game design, mind you, a game design final was to create a 3D model. Just <laughs> one? T- yeah, just one, wow. which was, was laughable, right? And then we got a woman by the name of Brenda Brathwaite, which most people will now refer to her as, or know her rather as, uh, Brenda Romero, wife of uh, the Doom uh, creator. Oh, shit, uh, really? Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, and so, they're, yeah, they're like a crazy game design power couple. And so she came in and was our chair chairman of uh, the game design, uh, what, what would you call it? Not curriculum, but like... The, the entire department, department right? Department, yeah. yeah. And so uh, she changed the whole thing. And by the end, we actually were making multiple games and really, really stretching our muscles and learning proper game design. So I, I contribute a ton of my success uh, to her. Because if it wasn't her, I'd, I don't know, I might be a 3D modeler, which is nothing wrong with that, but that's not what I wanted to be, right? Okay. Yeah. So uh, you grew up, I assume, playing like a shitload of video games? Yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, Goldeneye. I rented Goldeneye for like a year straight before so you why bought you just it. Buy it? <laughs> if you, I, that's what I laughed at. My dad should just bought it. He would have saved so much money. We're going to Blockbuster every Friday, renting the thing for four uh, bucks. Like he could have just bought me for sixty and would have been good to go. Right. But yeah, I, everything. Sixty from, bucks for an N sixty four game. That's nuts. I know. Well, no, they were more than that actually. Like a lot of them were seventy. 75. People don't realize this. They think games are so expensive, but they were more expensive back in the day. That's right. If you if you adjust for inflation, like Chrono Trigger for mm-hmm. Super Nintendo was like 70. That would be like yeah. 100, maybe maybe 85, 90 now for one video yeah. game? It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I played Game Gear, Game Boy, Super Nintendo. I never had an NES. Um, and I pretty much had every console each your, generation your start right? your kind of like start in gaming was maybe super nintendo like i feel like yeah. you're like just a slight like a half generation off from us mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. super house 
Okay, yeah. Because yeah. most of us, and Joey's actually like two, maybe three years older than, I forget how old he is actually, but he's he's older than us. Uh, but yeah, we all basically started with NES, and uh, anybody around our age, like that's like the the start of it, like no Atari or anything, but yeah. NES and then SNES and then and so on and so forth. But uh, like sometimes when I meet people that were like, I don't know when you guys were born, but like people that were born like 90, 91, 92, I'm like, who are you? Yeah, dude. Exactly. They don't. They don't know what it was like without passwords or without like fucking like game save points. shit like that. Save points. Yeah, right. they have no idea how hard it was. Yeah, well, you know, I remember. Like, you couldn't even pause it. Right, and when I play like these old games on emulator mainly, I like I was reminded like, oh yeah, I have to like redo this whole level now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have yeah. to do that ever right now. No. <laughs> no. Saves every step you make. Yeah, it's very forgiving. What yeah, about you, dude, Steve? Games have you grew up playing. You grew up playing a lot of video games, or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I went through the whole, you know, NES and then Sega, and then uh, I even went through the stage where they started getting into like the the whole red goggles. What were they called again? Like Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. That was it. I went into that. I also went into the one where. You put it around your head, and it had the one little eyepiece, and I was walking around like with that thing for a while. I forgot the name of that. Too. I don't know what that is. That's interesting. Yeah, that was that was Google oh, Glass. Oh. What are you talking about? No, it wasn't. Google Glass. <laughs> it almost looked like that. I wish I could find it. I wish I could honestly find that because you guys would be looking at it like, oh my god, that was it. It was like, oh dang, I wish I could send you a link, yeah. but I'll, I'll look for it in a second. Did um, you like yeah. Virtual Boy? No, no, I didn't. No, Actually, nobody I did. Take. I wanted to throw up after playing it. It was all red, like there was no color. It was just <laughs> pure red. Like it was just, it was horrible. I remember first testing it out at Blockbuster. You walked in and like it was right there. Oh, they yeah. had a tester right there. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. For you, for those of you that don't know what Blockbuster is, it's a place where we actually went. And had video. video it was Netflix of our time. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was definitely Netflix. Of Imagine our time. Netflix, but a store, and they had video games. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! Redbox, but it was a store so of Redboxes. <laughs> right, right, right. You got to explain so fucking everything. It's so yeah. bad. The whole world changed overnight, basically. That, it really guys, did. we're old. Can I just say that we're old yeah. geezers? Dude, you know, at I remember Jeremy and James at Superhouse. They had Netflix in 2005, like the beginning. Like, like they had uh, the the disc. Oh shit! Like, of course, there was no streaming, but like yeah. we and I was like, what? You can? There's a company that oh. does this. This exists. Yeah. Like we have, we had yeah. like we were at the forefront of that Netflix shit, man. That's, that's what. That's it is. crazy. Is there yeah. a way I can send you guys like a link in this chat thing? Or... Yeah, you can. You just go to the top blue thing. Move your mouse. Gotcha. I got it. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see this little uh, thing. Oh, this better be right good, Steve. Our zone, dude. Yeah, that was it. That's what I had right there. I remember. You look like you're you're fucking super sane with that thing on. Yeah, this, I really did. I he's over nine thousand. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. what? So to, to describe to the listener, this is the Tiger R Zone, which is, uh-huh. has like this headgear type of thing that has a controller coming out of it, and it's, the headgear just goes over one eye. It yep. looks like. Yeah, it gave you really bad, like just motion sickness, pretty much if you're walking with it, because you're supposed to like they advertise this when you're walking with it you can play, you can do whatever you want, so like I'm walking with this thing, that I guess it would be terrible. equivalent to you guys, like, you know, the kids today walking with a phone, pretty much, and playing on it. Dude, I gotta look up more images of this. 
I'm just doing the exact same thing. So, yeah, I've, I've Google image searched Tiger R Zone, and there was Mortal Kombat 3 on this thing. What the fuck? A virtual fighter so game? So it looks like. VR Troopers? What the fuck is this, dude? This is nuts. I don't think of. Dude, I. Google Glass before Google Glass. Dude, I, I kind of pride myself on knowing about a lot of uh, retro games, but I didn't never even heard of this one, man. Oh my god! So Dude, this it looks is... like Angry Video Game Nerd has a has a piece on it. Oh, he does. That's... Yeah, that's I, gotta exci- look entertaining. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. So this is they got a Virtual Fighter and Knights and shit. This is crazy. Apparently, their cartridge had an LCD screen on it. That would project the image. It's it's part of a ten worst consoles ever, dude. <laughs> oh man, Sounds I want to see right. like gameplay of this, dude. It looks like Game Boy. Yeah, like kind it's of. just it's just two colors, red and yellow, right? Like real simple. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. It looks like it could have been like a Virtual Boy type of thing, but. I gotta imagine that the reason why this flopped is motion sickness, price, and like just comparable graphics, right? Yeah, these graphics gonna... are awful. Yeah, who's gonna want to play this? Man, this, this is looks... this it's is bad. I'm looking at a Batman Forever promotion with it too, to give you kind of context of when it came out, I guess. I gotta That's look crazy. up this Mortal Kombat right now for this because I was a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Yeah, sorry guys, yeah, brand man. new computer and it keeps freezing up on me. I still don't know why it does it. No problem. Ah, uh, just. So we uh, I see the commercial for this thing. We had a yeah. Virtual Boy for a little while, and we did think it was kind of cool when we were kids, but it definitely didn't last long. Like I think we threw it away before it even, or we sold it back to. Babbage's, I think that's a store in uh, the South. I remember Hotel. Babbage's. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Babbage's, dude. So or software, etc. Maybe that was another one. Yeah. And we. Uh, They're all GameStops now. Yeah, all GameStops, dude. That's all we have these days. So we we sold it back before it even like officially flopped because it just I don't know it it was hard to play portable. Yeah. There was somebody said on another podcast I listened to that they should bring those games back in 3DS Virtual Console because you still get the 3D effect and you can, you know, play these old games that have basically been in the vault forever. Unless you're you're talking about Virtual Boy? Yeah, Virtual Boy on 3DS. They should do it. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if anybody deserves well, that pain brought on to that. Dude, come on. Teleroboxer, bro? Come on, man. <laughs> just, just play some Super Punch Out or something. <laughs> shit's like 3D and shit, man. Yeah, there's there's better. Get an Oculus. Just get an Oculus. Well, yeah, but if you already have a 3DS, I don't know. I, the thing is, I would buy it. I would get at least one of those games. Damn, I, yeah, I guess. Because I have a 3DS, and I would like, yeah, I just want to like see what they're like, but I don't think there's any plans to bring that shit back, man. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that would hurt. I feel like that would hurt their brand in the and they're hurting already. Let's be honest, Nintendo's not doing so hot. You think so? I thought they I'm were really resting just, on a lot of money. They're resting on a lot of money that's quickly going away. But in terms of, in terms of the products they've released, and if you're looking at a basic success fail, I mean, the Wii U was meh. You know, this next thing could be good. Their their best product is a 3DS. 
hands down, right? Right um, now, yeah. But I mean, I feel like they've been slowly losing out um, on on money and and what they've been able to uh, pick as a success. You know, I mean, the Wii was okay, right? But I feel like they've just been slowly losing their audience. Well, when when the Wii came out, it was a phenomenon. Remember, like people, everybody and their fucking grandmother mm-hmm. literally wanted one because it was a, that casual gamer market. Now it's right. kind of like kind of gone away, and it does seem like the 3DS is their big thing. But again, the DS too was one of Nintendo's biggest sellers, if not the biggest seller of all time they ever had. So I think they're still living off of some money off from that. But definitely, 3DS less of a hit, and Wii U definitely less of a hit. Literally losing, like when mobile came out, I think 3DS took a tiny hit, right? Because there's some people that normally get like the younger kids who are flocking to their mobile devices and they're playing stuff on iPad, they're playing stuff on, you know, their 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 iPhones. And I think it's a big reason why Nintendo has uh, felt the need to venture off into the mobile market. Which is probably a good idea on their point part because like I've just, some of my kids are perfect examples of it. They had 3DSs and they had all this other stuff. As soon as they got a phone, all gone. They don't. They don't do any of that anymore. Kids live and die by their phone. That's where they text. And you know, why would they have two devices? How, you can just have all that stuff in one. How old are your kids? Fourteen and twelve. Oh shit. Okay. So, like these kids of this generation, like they see. Do you feel like if they see a console, they're like, oh, that's like an old man's thing? No, not at all. Actually, oh, okay. they play. They like playing on the consoles. My um, one younger daughter, who's twelve, she. She actually got my old computer, and she loves that computer. So she plays The Sims all the time. She plays Terra online. She likes, she likes all those kind of games. Um, but like as soon well, as they saw a does... phone, they were like, "I don't need this 3DS anymore." Right. That's exactly what happened, pretty much. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I yeah. guess we're living in a new world. Yeah, because we had we had first got her an iPod, and then she got an iPhone, and it's just like like to me, I just maybe I'm like an old man at this point, but I feel like. Those games on that iPhone are usually not as good. No. Yeah, man. But look at that Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's true. But <laughs> look at that Pokemon Go. Look at that Pokemon Go, man. Look at that. Look at that Clash of Clans. Look at that Kim Kardashian game, man. The no. dating Sims. The only. Just, I know there's been a lot nuggets. of. There's been a lot of like good games on on iOS and all that, but I feel like the only one that I like really hit home for me was Plants vs Zombies. That was such a great game. Yeah, I like that old game. That was I, a good I played the hell out of that one, man. I, I liked Did Tower Defense a lot. Did you buy it when it came out like it, uh, on Xbox when it was like 3D version, kind of like? No, uh, Garden Warfare. No, I, I haven't played that actually. Yeah. I actually would try to. I would, you know, if you could still rent games, I would be doing that. <laughs> you could rent it from Netflix if if they ever have them in stock. Like you go there, try to rent it, and it's gone. It's like not there. Period. Ever. Wait, rent yeah. a game from Netflix? Oh, not Netflix. Um. Redbox. 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 Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Not Netflix. They should do that, by the way. They should do that. But it's Gamefly. There's you Gamefly, but Gamefly, yeah. it's kind of yeah, expensive, yeah. man. Yeah. It's 15 bucks a month. Um, I think, I don't know, I worked in the mobile market. Like, I think, I think the mobile game is there to eat up time in between um, your day-to-day stuff. And it's also to, when you get really deep in the metagame, it's developing habitual... Uh, kind of uh, patterns in your day, right? You wake up and the first thing I did for like six months to a year straight was collect my coin and gold from Clash of Clans. And then that was it and I was out. And then I go about my day and I come back when all that stuff is refreshed and I collect again, maybe build some stuff and then I'm out. So the 
the the games I think in the mobile space, uh, particularly, uh, are really good for people like kids who are just they're they're going they're, they're just ADHD right. They have a lot of stuff going on. They're juggling a lot of things. That they're they're trying to not necessarily um, focus on one thing at a time. They're jumping from game. They're texting. They're going to Instagram. They're Snapchatting. They're hanging out with friends. They're following their mom and dad's orders. They're picking back up the phone. Like they're just doing things here and there. They're not necessarily sitting down and playing a game in front of a TV for a long time. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I just think it appeals to them a little bit more. I just I never thought like we we'd see the day where like kids weren't interested in like console games as much, and with it all be on their phones, you know. Like I thought it would just be newer versions, like PS fifteen or whatever would be the future. Well, I mean, but they. It seems like that's not the case so much. I, mean, I think they, they do. I actually think they're playing more games than they did before. I just think the time that they're playing games on the go as opposed to having a handheld device, which arguably is pretty expensive just to play one right. game, I think they get fed via a mobile game. And on top of that, their device has the ability to Snapchat, go into Instagram, hook up to social media, and talk to their friends. True, right. true, true, true. Right, like, yeah, like my girls, though, I mean, if they were into games, like a lot, like I'm saying, they're playing Sims and everything, but like online games, they'll play like Roblox, you know, Minecraft's always popular. I'm sure if they had their own console, like they'd be playing like um, my older daughter, uh, she goes to her friend's house and she plays like Call of Duty Zombies and stuff like that. Really? It's, it's her friend has her own console in her room, so that's when she started playing it, if her friends are playing and stuff like that. So, I mean... I just don't know. I'm, I'm going to get the, the NES, actually, the smaller one when it comes yeah. out. I'm going to get yeah. that. And I'm going to really see what they're going to be like about that two-button game. You know, two-button. Oh, they're going to hate it, dude. They're going to hate no, they it. They probably will, but I'll love it, man. I just, uh, yeah. That's going to be much fun when that comes out. Well, and that's – Steve, you, you noted on something. Like you hit the nail on the head there in the fact that you have to sit in front of a TV. And I'm pretty sure I read a statistic that this generation is the least – like spends the least amount of time watching TV since the generation before the baby yeah. boomers, right? It's just not a part of their culture. YouTube is Why? very, because I watch it when social, I'm... Yeah, social YouTube. media is... When you say TV, do you mean anything on TV or do you mean cable TV? Cable TV, things yeah, on TV, period. like sitting down in a physical box and being there at a specific time and watching something. Like, right. What about, what about watching Netflix on your Roku or PlayStation or whatever? Uh, even not, that, honestly, I think yeah, maybe, but I think that. it's... I think it's mostly like YouTube stuff here and there, yeah, and it's through your phone or through. That's all they watch is YouTube at night. They watch I, it on their phone. They oh, don't really? watch TV. Period. They have the TV on, but it's more like a nightlight, pretty much. They that's have the TV on. that's interesting. Yeah, I think that like, like the the idea of like waiting for a show to come on is insane to kids now. Probably. <laughs> yeah, they can't. You can either just find it or you. Can yeah. Just... You I just it. you PBR search it, for yeah. it. You search for whatever the fuck you want. Whereas yeah. we had, we at least had like Cartoon Network growing up. But we still had to like wait on like a fucking cartoon to come on, or you you definitely Dragon couldn't control it too much. Yeah. So we had a book mailed to everybody's house once a week about oh, when yeah. shows would come on and when to catch them. <laughs> Remember going yeah, to yeah, Channel yeah, ninety nine yeah. and looking up like you had to watch, you had to wait through yeah. the whole things to see what was going to come on. Yeah. Remember that? You're like, oh, it's coming around again. It's coming around again. <laughs> Remember that shit? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. yeah, I looked away. I missed. What's on yeah. channel twenty four? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah that's nuts. nuts. So they just so so I'm I'm interested in this man. So your kids, like before bed, they get done with homework or whatever, yeah. And they're just they're just watching YouTube video after YouTube Dude, video, it, and then YouTube they go to bed. YouTube video after YouTube. There's a new thing called app called Musically now, like where you basically like 
do a song or something like that, it's like a voiceover song and you voice over with it. And like, they love that for some reason. Okay. Okay. And it's just like, but there is, so there's no like watching a show, like a program. I mean, the only show that they probably watched and, and actually waited for, for the longest time was recently was, um, Steven universe when the new shows were coming on for that. And, um, Gravity Falls, which is a Disney program, which is actually like a lot of the cartoons now are going towards more of a storyline. Because remember how like before they would show stuff like, I don't know if you ever watched Adventure Time because I still watch cartoons, um, where they would yeah. just have a show about yeah. nothing and it would never lead up to anything. It was just like... Yeah, no this, no this uh, narrative, meta-narrative right. or whatever. And now a lot of cartoons are starting to go to the narrative and it's actually keeping kids more in tune with the show and wanting to watch the next one. Like, oh, did you see the next episode? Did you see the next episode? And that's what I'm liking about it more. So I, kids are actually watching programs, just right. a lot of YouTube in the middle. Pretty much, yeah. That's okay. pretty much it, yeah. Because, like, yeah, whenever, like, of course, like, again, whenever we were growing up, you're watching a show every time, not, like, a video. Because right. the only thing that you had in that, like, that was America's Funniest Home Videos, I guess, and that was also on TV, but, yeah. like, yeah. that was, like, the precursor to YouTube. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I was, okay, that's interesting. I made this list one time on my live journal or something that gives you the time that I wrote it, and it was like the, the I tried to put down all the shows I watched from the time I was like, I don't know, five until I was, I don't know, 14 or 15. Dude, it was like a hundred fucking shows. Like, I watched so many fucking shows. I know all about TV at that time. Yeah, remember, man. Remember Doug on Newton on Nickelodeon? Like I watched every uh, single episode of that. Like, yeah. like eight, like more than eight times. Like if it was on, I was watching. It was one of those shows. So yeah, I just don't. So I don't know if kids like thing. kids don't have that Doug, like Rock thing anymore. Rock was my life. Rock was my life was my favorite. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like that Rugrats. Dude, so a fun, a fun thing to do with the Superhouse guys next time is have have a poll and see. Who has better cartoons, the 80s or the 90s? And just start going through the list. And oh, then just dude. keep a tally in your head and see where you end up. I'm really curious what the Superhouse thing is. Well, the thing is, even though we're, we're like cartoons. maybe slightly older than you guys, uh, yeah. like I, I was, you know, what they call – Internet's calling a 90s kid now because I was born in 84. I was six by the time yeah. it was 1990. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. from six to 16, uh, you know, that was like my whole childhood there was the 90s. So – uh, I was pretty much. You, you think you have a bias? I was born in '86. So. Okay, yeah. So yeah. basically the same. So yeah. I mean, I I did I did like catch like the very end. Like I remember like Thundercats, He-Man, Transformers, kind of a little bit before yeah. Ninja, Ninja Turtles. I do remember that. Yeah. And Transformers was my favorite actually growing up. But it'll surprise you though on yeah. what what's actually '90s and what isn't '90s. Like I was surprised on some of the stuff that were like, actually '90s. Like what? Give me an example. Like Ah, Real Monsters. Oh, I'm pretty sure Teenage Mutant '90s was actually that me. was '90s. But like um, Dragon Ball Z wasn't '90s. Was In it? Japan, oh, it was what? '80s. Yeah, it was '80s. Yeah. So like, I was like, I got a confession. I've, I've never watched that show actually. Dragon Ball Z. Oh, never my watched. Goodness. It. Oh, good. Don't. Never watched Pokemon what? either. Oh, Pokemon. What? One. The thing I is, like, that, oh, I was just too old for that, and I think you all was, the other... You are probably, like, in 8th grade, ninth grade, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, like... coming out, yeah. So let me tell you, like, I think we've talked, we've gone through this in other episodes, but, like, it was, like, Transformers, Ninja Turtles for a long time. That was, like, the big brunt of my childhood. Then, like, at the tail end of, like, really getting into shit, 
was like you know well the x-men cartoon lasted like my whole lifetime but the power power rangers and then after after power rangers i was like pretty much done and then power and then pokemon came out after that and my little brother was into it so i kind of viewed it as my little brother thing and it always felt like uh cockfighting for children so i just like wasn't into it like to like getting a, a kid to fight an animal with another kid's animal like that was so weird to me like pitbull fighting is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, that's what it always felt like to me. Like just fight each other. Like Dragon Ball, I never watched it, but it makes sense. They're at least fighting themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't teach kids good lessons. They're gonna run out and get a bunch of pets and be like, all right, now let's make them fight. Yeah, it's I don't not know. Pokemon's harboring a bunch of Michael Vicks. It's very true. All right, if Steve, I were, I've seen not, what you've done. If I was younger, though, I probably would have been like into it though. Yeah, Pokemon was really cool. I mean, that coupled with the game, right? The game was fucking just mind-blowing at the I've time. I've never I've never played the games cuz I don't oh. know just never it's just a, it's like a nerd thing that I never like got into. You play Super reason. Smash Brothers? I like fighting games so I don't like Smash Brothers. <laughs> burn. Sick burn. burn. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you. it's not yeah. No, but no, no, but no, no, but seriously, I mean, look, they do have Smash Brothers at Evo and shit like that, but I think that there's a lot of like fighting game fans that just like that's not really their thing because that that series is so different from other fighting games. So much RNG. Yeah, like you, you just want you want like well, a you want big characters. Like I need my characters to take up like half the screen. Like and that when it zooms out, it's like it's like I don't know what's going on. Maybe, (laughs) and then uh. I don't know, like, I want, like, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Virtual Fighter, Soul Calibur, something like that. So it's just something that just doesn't really, like, like, Smash Brothers is just not really, it's just not really my thing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I only played it it's on the 64. Yeah. So I didn't play yeah. it on any other platform. But, no, uh, it's, it's huge, it's huge, but, I don't know. It's really, like, it was, like, for a lot of people, at least in America, it was their first experience to a JRPG. And it was a different JRPG, right? Because you were, your party was so much more than maybe the six or seven cast of characters that had abilities. All of a sudden, there's 99, there's 100. So even for those who might have been lucky enough to experience the JRPG, still very new and different and in some ways innovative. Wait, you're saying Smash Bros. is a GR- JRPG? No, no, no. I'm talking about Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Pokemon. that counts as JRPG, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's there's a grind, right? You're just grinding. You're building a party. That party has their own stats that you're building. But the thing they is, at, at the time it's we just call them at the time we just call them RPGs, though, because that's all there was. Like Americans didn't make RPGs that fair. much. I, Very I, fair. Not not as much as the Japanese were, anyway. Especially on console. Definitely. I think I think PC gaming probably had more of that, but console yeah, was like true. especially in the '90s was heavily Japanese influenced. Less so now, but that's what we grew up yeah. with. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and I think I think yeah, it just got it got really popular because it was new for a lot of people, and it was accessible. It wasn't like it wasn't crazy crocknardy. They were able to really present it in a way that was digestible, you know. Right. It's cute little. You pick three people, and then you know it was just it was really well paced. I thought it was good. That was a good game. I will probably pick it up eventually just to see what's what's happening, but I don't, it's just something I've always yeah. missed. 
I don't think it's gone out of style either. I know some games you go back, like, oh, this game is great, you should check it out, like GoldenEye, right? If someone tried to go play GoldenEye right now, they would think everyone is insane for saying that's a good game, right? But I think Pokemon really does. And, and that speaks to the many sequels that continue to follow the same formula that has been out since its beginning, since Red and Blue, right? It hasn't changed much. It's added a couple new things, but for the most part, it's stayed intact. Um, so I think it's fair to say that that game has not aged uh, poorly. It's a classic. So if you go to play it now, I think you'll enjoy it just as much as if you were to play it. There's something about like 16-bit and 18-bit that ages better than like that first generation of three of 3D games as well. Like those first like there's a lot of like first PS1 games and N64 games that just look awful. But if you go back yeah. and look at like these this, those sprites from especially Super Nintendo, like that those were like they had like kind of like perfected that art style. At yeah, the time. yeah, so, I mean. That's what I loved about the Super Nintendo. You know, it was just pure perfection. Um, they had really mastered, like you said, a lot of their stuff. Um, so Super Mario World, all those other games that came out, they were just really fun to play. Street Fighter Two. Yeah, yeah, that was like Art. the precursor to all this shit, man. That's even going yeah. on today. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I find myself just leaning towards more indie games like that, right? Because they're 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 doing new things with the pixel art uh, that just have a warm feeling of nostalgia, but also pushing that art form to new and, and innovative like ideas, right? Um, Fez being one thing, Hyperlight Drifter is a beautiful game, Shovel Knight is a beautiful game. Um, I played and beat Shovel Knight; that was great. Right, like Fez. It, Fez also shame. great. Yeah, and, and it's a real shame that those. That, that that art form has gone away, right? Um, because of the, the 3D graphics have overtaken it. But, um, but yeah, I, I love its resurgence recently. I'm digging it. What's like your favorite game of all time? Do you have one? Such a crazy, sorry for the background, but it's such a crazy um, question because like there's so many, but my all-time favorite's gotta be Mega Man X. Okay, good, um, good, That good, game good. is just phenomenal. Um, a close second is your Metal Gear. Okay. Uh, that game really wanted me to for its narrative, um, for just like, I don't know, its stealth game mechanics um, really spoke to me. Like, it, it was a really fun game to play like that. Uh, let's see. I, I think, I, and then, you know, Super Mario stuff, right? Like, those games are amazing. Um, and it's really funny. We talked we talked about um, Angry Video Game Nerd in the uh, briefly before in the same podcast. Um, I played so many terrible games like on the Game Boy that reports from the NES that I, as a kid, really thought I was bad at games. And then I watched these angry video game nerds break on these, these terrible games like Home Alone and like Batman Forever. Like just kind of tell me that, no, you, you weren't that bad. Like these games just really sucked. And it's a shame that back in the NES, the GameCube or the Game Boy era, they were just like terrible, terrible games. So like for a while there, I thought it was it was my problem. Like there, there were good games like Mega Man X and Super Mario Brothers that like, that really shined, and, and, and it's, it's shown through all... It, you had to filter it out, but it it passed that, like, shelf of crap that had to, like, I don't know, be around Spe- in that speaking era. On, speaking on that, it seems like... Like, I've been going through, like, a bunch of, like, uh, you know, what they're calling, you know, retro games, all this stuff in Emulator lately, and, like, uh, there's, like, a lot of these games that you play... Not the hits or whatever, but like some of these other minor ones that we all played when we were growing up. They make like basic level design. Like there's like basic, basic problems with them that basically anybody that plays games now would recognize. Because like anything now, 
is so advanced, not just technology-wise, but design-wise. Like they just they just wouldn't make that mistake anymore, and it's 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 like 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 things were so new at the time, like they just didn't know to fix these problems, or maybe they didn't have time to, or whatever. Like like the Angry Video Game Nerd uh, covers Tailspin for uh, Turbo Graphics 16, and of course nobody had that, but uh, that that's one that was like had some of the worst design ever, and uh, maybe not as bad as E.T. for Atari, but it was pretty bad. And yeah. like no nobody would be making these mistakes anymore. And Maddie is here joining us from Superhouse. Uh -huh. What's up, man? You made it. So these guys were talking about how much of a legend legends we were. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The super the Superhouse some... legend. Oh well, it's nice to know someone finally recognizes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I asked him if it was like. Uh, if they were just like yanking my chain or whatever, but they said like, yeah, like they thought that like after we left, people thought that that house was still Super House, oh. and they had to like tell them that it wasn't. That that name, that name stuck around for a while. I had to correct some people, for yeah. sure. Uh, and and the parties, they were. I mean, they were still looking for those metal parties and those rock band parties, and it was like, yeah, sorry, we don't. But we got a DJ kind of deal like going, so have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, times change. So, uh, yeah, Maddie, we've just been talking about video games and shit. This, uh, so this is Clay here, and hey, hey man, he uh, is a video game designer. Oh, or sweet. designer? What's the exact title? Uh, content design. Content design. Okay, so basically, yeah. I was right. <laughs> he just said it fancier than you. You're spot on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Does that does that mean it like really you're, just you're, game you're you're handling like like if let's say if you're doing like just to make it easy for people to understand if you were doing a Mario game a platformer that would involve you designing how fast the character runs what it takes for that character to stop running how high the character jumps how big the character is like shit like that. That's so that would be described as systems design. Uh, okay. Which I've dabbled in and I've done, but the current the current uh, metaphor that we would use is I would be the one in this case, possibly the level designer, or you know, just for complete parallel sake, let's just say there is a level designer. I would actually be the one putting the Koopas in, and okay. setting up the blocks and like and what goes in those blocks when you hit them, um, and setting up that pace, like dropping enemies in and creating these encounters, and possibly even like when you go down to this pipe, what do you see? What okay. what what are you interacting with, right? So I'm okay. setting I'm setting the pace and the tone, via the stuff that I have around the level, uh, and the systems that have been designed and implemented already. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's a fun job, man. Yeah. Maddie, did you want to um, get to Maddie's music or? Yeah, we can do it. I mean, at this point, we push it back so much, it's like not going to be relevant. So. Uh... I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, if if you listen to it, Andrew, we can talk about it. Um. Well. So. Yeah. So Clay. Um. Uh, if you don't have anything else, do you have any questions for us or anything? Uh. No, man. I we covered it all, dude. We were in deep in video games. We went in deep on the Superhouse podcast. I learned about Joey's promiscuous lifestyle. I mean, it was. <laughs> I have been enlightened, and it's been a pleasure. Yes, man. Thank you for coming on. We should do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. In the beginning. 
Can you plug yeah. plug all your shit one more time? Yeah, absolutely. So we are the Maelstrom Gamers, a YouTube channel. Uh, you can check us out on youtube.com slash Maelstrom Gamers channel. Uh, we have uh, our podcast called the Everything and Nothing Show. Every week we have five topics, and each topic is a video on YouTube Monday through Friday, topic by topic. And then on Saturday you get the whole episode for free on that YouTube channel. And if you want to spend a little money and support us, which goes a long way, you can go on to patreon.com slash maelstromgamers. And you can give us as little as a dollar and just for a month, and you can cut off at any time that you want. But that money goes back in the podcast, and it's super helpful. And that's cool. Uh, we have ways that you can support us for free too. You can subscribe, like, comment, and share with all your friends. It's super helpful, and we want to hear from you. Uh, so, yeah, so check us out. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about random stuff. Awesome. You're, you're good at that. <laughs> 63 episodes. <laughs> 63. All right. We're halfway there ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, right cool. on, dude. Cool. Maddie, you have any questions right. for Clay before he goes? Uh, I'll just try to tune in next time. Hopefully we can do it again and we can have more Super House members and just make it a big big party or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Yeah, that out, sounds good. Get some beers yeah. involved and then we'll get, we'll get crazy. We do. Uh, I have one right here. Drinking. I already started drinking, so. Nah, oh, yeah. Well, then I'm the – Steve and I are really fucked up. <laughs> we need we needed yeah. beer. Yeah, we should do yeah, something right like on. that where we just start drinking and see how the podcast progresses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been. Like it. it was just kind of a, a lack, a, like a light week to this week with uh, members. They were everybody's just so busy, man. So yeah, I know how thing. it goes, dude. It's a good thing to be busy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, thanks for having me on, and yeah, I look forward to us doing this again. All right, man. Yes, thank you, dude. We'll check you later. Later. All right, peace. Cool. So that was it. That was cool. Yeah, those guys seem pretty cool. I mean, I didn't. I never got to meet any of them because I was gone before. Yeah, I never met a single one. I I met Alan actually via Yukiko in Japan, I think, when I was living there. Yeah. And I think that was it. Like and what was weird too was like Alan was from like right from a town right next to where I was from in Alabama before I moved to Georgia. So that was extra weird talking about that stuff while living in Japan. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was it was weird. But um yeah, so we've been talking about fucking uh, low every, teens from Every Time I Die. Yeah, We're about to. Yeah, yeah. I so, want to say, uh, well, I think Andrew and I are big Every Time I Die fans. I actually think you gave me Hot Damn. Yeah, probably. The first time. And I was like, I don't know. What's this band about? And I put in Hot Damn, and I was like, Hot Damn. This is a good fucking album. Yeah. Um, so I've been a fan ever since. I think I kind of died off when, like, X Lives came out, and then... Uh, Oh, God, what is it like the... Fuck, hold on. I don't... The one after that, uh, the Kurt Ballou produced it. I just started listening to it recently. It's really good. I just was like, what else can these guys offer? Because I want to act like I'm more mature than I am, and I'm over <laughs> this kind of like party anthem, like drink hard fucking rock music, but I'm not. Yeah, but, right. Um, uh, I know what you mean. So, uh, you know, and uh, I had heard, like, I, I, I was kind of interested in the new one, the one we're going to talk about, but I was also, I was like, I don't know, like, is it going to be the same thing again? And I was just kind of, I didn't, because they've never really gotten to Hot Damn again. Like, they've gotten close, and there's some albums I really enjoy by them. Uh, that album I was thinking about was from Parts Unknown, which is really good. And I was like, I don't know if I even want to hear this. And I listened to, like, the, I think the Coin Has a Say was, like, their first single they dropped. And right. C++ was, like, the one after that. And I liked the second one a little more. 
And then I started reading up and that like Keith Buckley, the lead singer, almost lost his entire family while his li wife was giving birth to their child. What? Really? And apparently, like he even says in some interviews that uh, he actually had to sit down and write some lyrics for this album where it isn't just like party anthems and just like, you know, <laughs> drinking and fucking basically. He normally so, wouldn't write them out at all, though. What? He normally wouldn't write them out at no, all. No, I think he would write lyrics out. He just, they weren't deep or weren't very, like, super personal to him. Oh, right, right, right. And then right, I started right. reading the low teens was a lot more personal to him. And, they, like, he actually had to sit down and, like, become a, like, become a lyricist almost and, like, learn how to do that. Like, this far in, every time I die's career, which is pretty lengthy at this point, they have several albums under their belt, you know? Um, right. And I was really interested from that aspect, like, lyrically to see what it sounded like and then musically as well. Um, but yeah, I think Low Teens is fucking great. I've been listening to it for a week now since it dropped, like fully, not just like random songs that they released. And as an entirety, I love it. I really miss like 13, 13 track albums. I feel like a lot of stuff I've been picking up is like eight to 10. And sometimes right. those, some of the time those songs are like five or six minutes long or 10 minutes long. And I think sometimes that's an excuse to be like, oh, that's like two songs. And it's like, well, it's just one. It's just really long. But I, I like I've been listening to the album and like when uh, I'm like oh isn't this album about over with it's like I have three tracks left and I'm like yes I'm so excited for the next three tracks. <laughs> but, uh, yeah I think Low Teens is great. Uh, I think some of the lyrics are really good. Uh, seems very personal to him. I don't know if I get every lyric that I listen to, but I'm still kind of like reading the liner notes and like you know jamming along with the album. I've just kind of when I first start listening to music I kind of just take it in. You know, I don't try to, like, read anything or, like, you know, read a lot up about the album or anything. But uh, this in ca this case I did because I think I saw a heading that said something like him having to write personal lyrics or something. I was like, oh, why, why is things getting so personal? And then I was like, oh, shit, you almost lost your family. Okay, that's a good reason to. But um, there's a lot of really cool tracks on it. Um, I was trying to think. I think I like almost, like, every one of them. Uh, I really like Map Change, which is the last song on the album. Not the deluxe edition, so for you who spent the money for that deluxe edition. Uh, C++ Love Will Get You Killed is a great one. Uh, I don't know if I like super love the song, but I love the name. I didn't want to join your stupid cult anyway. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at that now, yeah. Uh, Religion of Speed is really good. Um, I love the opening track, too, Fear and Trembling. Just that opening riff is just so yeah. weird and unsettling. It's like, get ready, guys. Like, it's about to be fucking rock show on here. Uh, I also really like how a lot of his vocals have gotten a lot... Uh, he screams a lot, and it took me a while to get used to his new scream versus the hot damn scream, because that's when he didn't right. know how to sing. So <laughs> yeah. They, they go take lessons, because it's like, dude, you're going to blow out your voice in, like, another two, three albums. Those guys and, have to, man. Yeah, yeah, and it's like people who don't, like, can't scream anymore, like... Uh, I know uh, Jeff Rickley of Thursday, like, his voice, his screamy voice is basically shot at this point. Like, he can't do it as much. So, like, he has, like, the backing people to do it for him. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just love this album. It, it really reinvigorated me to go back and listen to, like, some of the, like, X-Lives and uh, the other one. God, why can't I remember that title? Because it's super long. From Parts Unknown. From Parts uh, Unknown, yeah. Yeah, um, to listen to some of that stuff that I never really got around to because I thought I was, like, just going to be listening to, like, Fleet Foxes and shit for the rest of my life. <laughs> not going to wow. happen because I can't get out of it. It's yeah. just, like, it comes back and, like, a fucking force just pushes. It's like you need this metal in your life to get through every day. And uh, yeah, what do you think of it? So I liked it pretty good, but I, I feel like um, 
it's it's the problem with Norma Jean. Like they're just they're never gonna be quite as good as that hot yeah. hot damn album. Norma Jean's never gonna be as good as Kiss the Martyr, Bless the Child. Um, it's just sad, but it just seems to be the case. Um, yeah. But I did like the coin as I say, Religion of Speed, quite a lot, and I think maybe the first two tracks a lot too, Fear and Trembling and Glitches, mm -hmm. and his voice. I feel like I'm getting older saying this, but I feel like I'd like to hear him sing more, actually. Dude, like, he's got a I'm, cool rock and roll voice. I am right there with you, man. I would love, like, some kind of, like, not an acoustic, but maybe just a toned down, like, maybe just him and his brother making a fucking record with a drummer or something. Yeah. You know, just, like, just belting out some tunes, man. Call it something different. Side cool. project. Not everybody can, like, sing, like, a, has, like, a rock and roll voice like that, you know? Yeah, it, there's some moments on this album when that guitar hits for, like, a chorus or something. Yeah. his, like, voice hits that. It just sounds so fucking good, man. Like, the motherfucker can sing. Like, I love the screaming, too, but I, I was with you on this album. I was like, I could have handled two or three more tracks with just some singing on them. Man, we must be getting old or something, dude. I couldn't believe I was thinking that myself, but I was like, well, I, I, I gotta say, I, I, I do think it. But uh, the, I think the only, like... The only negative I can think of about the album is that uh, every time I die, it often seems like I don't know. I'm not a musician. I don't know if it's chord progression or movement or something, but it seems like some of their like song structure or something is kind of a mess. And I know like some metal does that, and like noise rock definitely does this, but it, it seems like they could stand to be a bit more structured or something. Like they'll have like a cool riff, and then have like the very next thing, it'll like kind of like transition really abruptly to something else that doesn't quite fit i know what metal can be abrupt at times well a lot but it seems like i don't know it seems like something could be better there and again i apologize there's probably people that are getting mad at me because i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> but as like a, as a layman as a layman that that was what i feel but i, I did like the album overall um his screaming voice still is good too um floaters are great his lyrics are insane you know like you, you feel like what drugs are you doing okay. like like i remember like on uh floater on uh that that on a uh, hot damn like he's like drag the lake like every i never even thought about putting those three words together yeah good. drag that's, how, that's how do you drag problem. a lake like just even something that simple it's like three words and it's like how do you even think of that like yeah it's it's creative and it seems like it's part of like a cocaine slash LSD maybe like I don't know like I think he's, he's probably off a lot of drugs now I imagine but it seems like especially during like the times of like uh, hot damn and before he was on all kinds of drugs I feel like especially cocaine am I wrong in thinking that I mean I'm sure he was I mean if there's anything I've learned about every time I die records from hot damn and forward is that those guys party very hard Seems like it, right? They would have been yeah. a super house. I always saw, like, uh, you drag the lake, you'll find it full of love. Is like, this dude's like a mass murderer. So, like, they drag the lake like they would do to find bodies that have washed up or, like, a car. And they find it full of love because he's killed all these women or people. So, Is drag the lake an actual term that I just don't know about? Yeah, like, it's something that, like, cops do. Like, if like say if someone went missing by a river, they would drag the lake with, like, a thing or send divers in to look for the body. But depending oh, on how, okay. Depending on how big that lake, like I don't know how much you can drag, but it's like a, 
It's like a chain ordeal or something, and it just picks up all the debris off the bottom. Cause ah, okay. So. I thought that was just some creative writing on his part. Okay, but I, I mean, mean I, other I, than those that lyric, he did have like he has like crazy lyrics, right? Yeah, I think most of the time. Like, I mean, even on low teens, some of his. I, and I mean, I think the thing about like true lyricists is, is probably just like they're you're gonna get uh you know they're gonna have different experiences than what we're gonna have so something that means something to them is not gonna mean the same as it would to us right because i'm sure between us we have a lot of inside jokes that people aren't gonna get but if we started a rock band it'd probably be a lot of that shit people like what the fuck are they even talking about right you know so um yeah i don't know i I totally get what you're saying about uh especially with more so like with this record about like the music being very abrupt and not going back to like because I thought it was, like, I read some reviewers reading something, they're like, oh, Breakdown Heavy. And I was like, this is probably, like, the least Breakdown Heavy Every Time I Die record I've really gotten into. I didn't feel feel there was that much either. There are a couple, and they're very, like, they're very fast. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, was yeah. like, I get it. You guys are old. You guys don't want people jumping up on stage and fucking, like, <laughs> running up. Like, I mean, yeah. dude, like, I can't imagine, like, until you get, like, fucking solid as a band, that's got to be the scariest shit. Right, right, right. You know, like, when I saw Thursday, their little guitar tech, he just turned, like, 31. He's a small little Asian guy. <laughs> like, this guy came flying at Jeff, and he just ran out of nowhere, caught the guy in midair, and ran him off stage. I was like, what the fuck? What? That was amazing. You can't do but, that at a Converge show, I heard. Like, if if the guards aren't letting you run up on stage, yeah. like some old-school hardcore shit, they'll, like, stop in the middle of a song and, like, like, like uh, you know, take out the... Uh, the uh, or call out the the guard, yeah. like hey, th- this guy shouldn't be doing this. Like you guys want to do this, and the crowd goes no, you know, and then they go they go back into playing. Well, I mean that that's the thing. Like I mean you have like I guess versus like Thursday and maybe every time I die who've kind of come up and like probably like every time I die came up in a hardcore scene, but like the hardcore that Converge plays versus like every time I die in right right two it's, different kinds of hardcore. It's a different thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean like hard like. They're like, I mean, Converge does have like their softer songs and stuff, but for the most part, when they do a show, it seems like it's there for people to get fucking rowdy as fuck. Right. It's like express yourself however you need to at this moment for the next hour or however long they play. Right. Um, yeah, man. I I thought I like Low Teens. I think it's good. I totally agree with things you're saying. It's just, it was a good album for me to have right now. Like. Right, right, right. Jamming to it in the car on the way here, screaming like some of those lyrics. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm fucking in. Everybody should listen to it, and if you have not gone through the Every Time I Die discography, you should. Especially like, Last Night in Town and uh, Hot Damn. Hot Damn is probably like their like magnum opus, you know, like. Dude, yeah. I've gotten so many boyfriends over just our love of Hot Damn. <laughs> like, you know, I just like I'll start a new job, and they'll be like, "Oh, you listen to Every Time I Die." I'm like, "Yeah," and they'll like we'll pause and look at each other, and we'll go, "Hot Damn." And I'm like, yeah, and then it's like the love affair begins. Wow. So, uh, that happened at like work. I was like, man, I just want to listen to like some good hardcore. And then uh, the guy I work with turned to me. He's like, do you like every time I die? And I went, hot damn. He goes, please, sir. And I was like, <laughs> and then like we listened to hot damn for like the next couple of hours. And people are like, what the fuck are you listening to? We also do. Uh, it's really funny at work. <laughs> Sometimes we'll get really mad. And it's like it's black metal time. And we'll just put on like the, the blackest metal stuff. And, uh, like, we have, uh, like, Immortal? That, or, like, fucking, like, Mayhem, or, like, Burzum. Just, like, the right. fucking darkest, blackest. Uh, so, this one day before, uh, 
we were working and this girl like we were drinking monster because we have to get up at like 7 a.m and we got to be like processing like right constantly to get all these clothes out and um so I get like I usually don't drink energy drinks because I just like don't care for them, but I'll have them in the morning just to get through the mornings and then after lunch because it's so fucking tiring. Right. And, um, she was this one of our coworkers was like she's like why are you drinking that monster shit don't you know that's from the devil and I was like what are you talking about and she's like you know it's like the three and she was trying to like tell me like what the three meant and I was like Matt don't you have a monster and then we like put the two monster drinks together and I was like oh my god three and three that makes six. Like six, 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 and she was like, "Nah, fuck y'all," and just left, <laughs> like left wow. the back room. Wow. And the next time she came in, I was like, "Matt, put on some black metal." And so we put on black metal, and we were just like headbanging with like the horns up in the air. And she's like, "Nah, can't even do this, y'all. Can't even." I was just like, "I hope people know that I'm joking, because I'm atheist, so I don't believe in it." But I love that's even to worse, bro. Like, I, I like to make people uh, squirm. <laughs> What's your favorite black metal band? Oh shit. You know you what? Hon- honestly, um, I I like it, but I'm not super into it. Right, right, right. Like it's something I'm slowly getting into. Um, I've been listening to a little bit of Mayhem, and just a, a little bit of uh, Burzum. We usually he just puts on his like Pandora, and we just listen to whatever the fuck comes up. Just um, want to have anything in that mood. Yeah, it's more for like joke uh, stuff, but I like Mayhem a lot. And I will like, say I like Immortal. Dark Throne's good. Like listen to uh, "In My Kingdom Cold" yeah. or "Sons of Northern Dark- Darkness" from Immortal. <laughs> yeah. You gotta. Have you listened <laughs> to that before? Album titles. No, but those album titles are fucking amazing. It's they're a three piece, and look again. I'm a layman, but I've heard that like their musicianship is amazing, and yeah. uh, like uh, that's the only. And they're black metal as fuck, dude. But they're they're good. They're real good. I, I it's one of the few I can actually listen to. They're definitely my favorite black metal band. And then I'd probably say maybe Venom or or Mayhem. But that stuff you got to be in a certain mood for that because especially like like Mayhem, like they were you know, dude, it's crazy, it's, right? They were insane. It's like it's like listening to like acid jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just like it's the most extreme of metal, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. You know, it, so, I think it's even called extreme metal at times. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's it's not for the faint of heart, and it definitely takes someone who's into that genre or e- either that or they're willing to explore uh, different kinds of music because it is, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like I said, I'm just, like, now getting into it, like, heavily, like, not heavily, but just, like, I'll just kind of drop in from time to time and go, oh, okay, well, who's this band? I'll check them out, so... I think the last one I listened to all the way through was Abbott, which is okay. like the last name of the lead singer from another black metal band, but there's like a solo thing. But it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't like, I'd say like most of my metal tendencies lean towards like hardcore stuff, like Converge is like one of my favorites, like Every Time I Die. This dude in high school said it perfectly. He said that like he likes angry shit, not evil shit. That's really what it boils down to, right? Like, usually American metal is basically angry, yeah. and, like, that Scandinavian shit is, like, evil. And there's a, yeah. definitely a difference. That is true. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely, like, black metal is making music to scare the shit out of you. Right. You know, and uh, hardcore, I think generally, like, what me and you listen to, and um, I guess me and you are more hardcore than I would say, like, Stefan is. Stefan's yeah. more like a prog metal kind of dude. Yeah, I like, 
I like a lot of power metal. Well, not a lot, but the ones I like, I really like. Yeah. And I feel like you open the yeah. door for like hardcore for me. You're like, here, you need this, this, and this, and it's like hot damn and like bless Marty Chris the child and I'm sure there was like something else in there probably like a comeback kid record or something I dude that turn it around album it's one of my favorite albums of all time man yeah. I think that's just one of the best albums ever but, uh, yeah you turned me on to that and then I just kind of I've been running with it and then just seeing how deep the how deep the pit goes you know just what? going well, down it what was weird too is like I didn't know about that music a whole lot before I met you either. Like I had just gotten into it really hardcore uh, after I met uh, Brooks and Andy. I'll just say their first names, and uh, just really right. dove deep into it. Cause when I, like my first like few months at SCAD, I was still off on my off on my like high school punk kick. Like I was into Ramones and Misfits mainly, you know. Yeah. And some other punk bands, um, Minor Threat too, but uh, you know that kind of stuff. I didn't know about metal. I'd never listened to Iron Maiden before college. You know, so I I did listen to Metallica. I will say that I liked Metallica since since the first time I heard them, probably. So and Tool, Jordan listened to Tool. Yeah. So I I don't even know if Tool's actually metal, dude. I I feel like Tool's like really hard '90s rock. You know, I would put them in metal. I feel like they yeah. get all those, like, I mean, I'd say they're more prog metal now than, right. like, I think Undertow's probably, like, their most metal. But it's right, not, right, right. Because, like, I mean, if you look at, like, Ghost now, like, I consider Ghost metal, but, like, it also has those, like, kind of, like, his vocal styling is different from, like, what we consider metal today, I guess. Like, It I sounds think, like old school metal, though, like, it can, yeah. like, Black Sabbath or something like that. Yeah, like I always, people are like, how would you describe Ghost? I was like, if Blue Oyster Cult was uh, darker. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> they, like, they're singing just about Satan, and it's kind of fun, and it's just, you know, it's a joke, and, you know, I don't know. But, like, I would put, like, I would just say Tool's a metal band. I think it's, instead of getting, like, super into, like, sub, super subcategories of what they are, I mean, they're a metal band, like, through and through. You know, like, they could have all the same, like, I mean... It's like they got that low tuning, you know, they can get fucking heavy as shit sometimes. Right, right, right. It's just they're more melodic than most metal bands, you know, like they're more melodic than Metallica or something, you know. I like what they're doing, though. That, that show's going to be fun, man. If you're going to be oh, in L.A. Fun. on Thursday, October 20th, we're going to be there at the Wiltern to see Ghost. So oh, dude, I can't let be. us know. I'm real excited about Ghost, but I am super pumped about seeing Death Heaven, so... You want to see them more, actually, than Ghost. Yeah. Wow, okay. I, mean, I like Death Heaven all right, but I think I'm more excited about Ghost. I think, like, for me, Death Heaven is, like, uh, I think towards the end of college, I made, like, a band up, and I was kind of doing something similar to what they were doing on, like, Sunbather. Right. And I was like, fuck, if I would have just stuck with that and kept making that shit. Like, it was just me <laughs> and, like, me with, like, simple, simple drum beats and just a guitar and just, like fucking super fuzzy guitar effects and just like kind of making it almost sound not like a guitar shoegaze meets yeah and metal and, and, and then i was like doing like i was like kind of doing whisper screams because i was recording this stuff like late at night and i was like well i can't keep johnson up or james are you serious i didn't yeah, know you're doing so all that i recorded like two or three songs and um i was trying to find it the other day like because I, I found out that my facebook account still exists but i guess uh -huh. my music one doesn't so Whatever, but uh, it just—I was just like—I'm really drawn to that. Like, I don't know what it is about it, man. I just 
fucking love it, man. I just can't wait to see them live. Speaking of metal and live shows, on Tuesday, I'm going to see Blind Guardian as well. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm pretty jealous. I'm I'm I can't wait. They're they're playing a full album, Imaginations from the Other Side, like yeah. track to track or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a show like that and I've been listening oh, to that one. I haven't listened to that album a whole lot, but it is pretty good. I wonder why they're doing this album over others cuz this is an album that came out in 95 and they they kept, they had an album that came out like 2 years ago, I think, 2014, so I, I don't know, but it's it's cool. I, I do like the older stuff more, so it's going to be interesting. And I, I want to have like a little like report uh, next week cool. on that. Sweet. This is my favorite thing. So I just saw Springsteen do The River like last year, and that was fucking amazing. But that's not my favorite Springsteen album. But it was still a lot of fun. Right, right, right. He played for like three hours. And then he was like, you know what? For the last hour, I'm just going to play fucking hit songs. And I was like, yeah. That's what I hope Blind Guardian does, man. That's probably what they'll do. So then I recently saw Rob Zombie perform Astro Creep 2000 in its entirety. And then the last two tracks he played was like Thunder Kiss 65 and then fucking Dragula, which I was like, oh, sweet. So Come on, man. You got to have that. They're going to play something off Nightfall of Middle Earth. You know, They like. need to, man. And they'll probably, like, I mean... Unless that album's like a double LP or something, like they'll probably have time to like play something else. Dude, that album is only like fifty minutes, man. So I, I'm hoping like they get some fucking Valhalla in there. Are they? Uh, is there an opening act or is it just them? So I, I don't know how it's working. I, I haven't really checked the forums or whatever, but they're playing with a band called Gravedigger. And it says it says they're performing this album with Gravedigger. So I wonder if like these two bands kind of formed for this tour for them to play this album. And I wonder if there's like, I don't think that Grave Digger's the opening act. Hmm. I don't know. That sounds interesting. I'd be, I'd be interested to hear how it all goes. Um, cause that's we'll have I'd... a little report next week. Yeah. I am actually not going to make it for next Sunday because this band I really like called Cult Leader is, okay. playing, is playing Columbus, Ohio. And it's a five dollar show at like some kind oh, of cafe. Oh shit! Well, you have and to. And I was like, "Fuck yes!" Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Cult leader, that's interesting. Yeah, they're in a band called Gaza, and then they broke up, and I guess like every member except one formed Cult Leader, and they're on Death Wish. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, they're just uh, they're pretty brutal, dude. I fucking love them. I can't wait to see it. Pretty psyched. All right. To go see them, but. I was actually going to do that. I was like, oh, we should do Cult Leader, Lightless Walk. And then I was like, oh, wait, I won't be here because I'll be watching Cult Leader. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it the week after that. So. Right. So. All right. We got a two-week notice for for Cult Leader. Yeah, we can do that, man. That album's fucking dope as shit. Oh, but, man, uh, I can't wait. It's going to be fun happening? when you guys are here, man. Oh, I'm so excited, Andrew. I just realized, like, I was just like, Man, when is my trip coming up? I was like, oh shit, it's October 1st. Yeah, right. Yes. So, and I have like so many horror movies to get through. And In my I'm calendar, like, I have already put in like October 21st is when we go to Halloween Horror Nights. Sweet. Like, I, I'm planning on it. Like, can't wait. So, like, 20th concert, 21st, uh, Halloween Horror Nights, which is if you're not in LA, like it's this, it's Universal Studios, but it's insane because 
people like will actually chase you wearing like these crazy well-made costumes zombies or whatever or like think of like Rob's Rob zombie characters and I remember when, when they when they open the park like everybody's like waiting outside the gates they open the park and it's like it's like these like demons are out like dudes in like demon suits zombie clown suits or whatever and one dude is like all right you can get in now or something like that and he fucking like uh starts up a fucking chainsaw and it's a fucking real chainsaw you can smell the gas Sweet. and I, dude i was like this park is hardcore bro and then andrew turned around and left he was like nope no, uh, no, but they'll they'll pop out of nowhere. Like if you have like a heart condition, I'm serious. Like you probably shouldn't go. Like, <laughs> like it's crazy, man. It's it's a pretty hardcore experience, but it's fun, and I can't fucking wait. Uh, we're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna record some uh, YouTube stuff the next day for our. Hopefully, we have somewhat garnered a listening audience. So. I mean, whatever, man. These are memories. I don't care if anybody's watching or listening. Right, right, right. That's what we should be doing it for. I'm so, like, you know me. I'm, like, so... I mean, look, I'm trying to be productive, you know? Like, I'm trying to, like, really, like... I want it to... It should just be about the memories, but I, I also want it to, like, you know, get us more views and shit. No, I mean, I get it, dude. I totally yeah. understand. I mean, you know, and it I think it will. I think it's just, you know, we got to put in our dues and put in our time and... Right. I mean, it's kind of weird that, like, I on my Facebook feed every once in a while, I'll be like, this person likes this Superhouse post. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's like our, that's like a link to go listen to us. <laughs> so, right, right, right. Um, so that's that's kind of promising. It might be four or five people, but that's four or five people who are tuning in or at least checking out our site and follow it to see what we're posting about. or. And that feels kind of good, you know, just that, like, we're putting something out there and some people are into it. Which we have, fr- like, keep going, sorry. Oh, no, I mean, if you put anything out there in the world, there, you're going to have an audience for it. It might not be huge or it might take a while, but someone is out there, they're listening and they're interested, and they're probably sitting there going, man, I wish I could do this. And it's like, dude, have you listened to this? It's, like, not professional at all, probably. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so it's just some guys fucking around and having a good time and, you know, trying to have some, have some shit to say about some shit. I mean, we're just following Kevin Smith's Smith's vice is all. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's great. I'm sure his first 25 didn't sound as good as they do now, so. Nah, I mean, yeah, it was. He already had the bump too because he was famous already, but. Yeah. Yeah, man, we'll figure it out. Um. How much Luke Cage have you? Man, watched? I was just gonna bring that up to you, man. I've only seen one episode, dude, because I've been kind of like abnormally busy like last weekend i didn't have much at all yeah uh so just one episode but i assume you've seen a lot of it i'm on the seventh episode now i've decided to watch uh two horror movies i'm gonna try to watch a horror movie for every day in october good idea Uh, off netflix that way i can kind of be like oh this one's really good you guys should watch it if you need something good to watch uh before i get into luke cage i'll just say i watched a movie called stung on netflix pretty good it's like a b-horror movie about like giant hornets so if you <laughs> in need... japan the ones in japan no 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 this just okay. happens at like a lake house party lance hendrickson's in it cliff Collins, clifton collins jr is that his name is that how you say it i'm not sure oh um but i like i'm a big fan of his and he does a lot of like b movies to like he was in like the first star trek so he'll do like really big stuff and then really small stuff and i kind of like actors who do that just because it seems like they actually want to be in films and have a good time 
Um, but uh, this is pretty good. It's just like a classic B movie. Uh, it kind of reminded me of uh, there was a movie called Skeeter back in the day, probably like late '80s or something that I remember that came on TV a lot. Uh, it was like Joe Bob Briggs, I think, did this like like B movie night on like TNT, and it was awesome. We just played the worst shit, and I saw so much trash. Um, but uh, it kind of reminds me of that, and it's got like a little like love story in it, and it's it's pretty cool if you need something to just like satisfy that B horror movie that you need sometimes. And then I watched a movie called Beneath, which was for my today viewing because I waited till 12 o'clock to watch it because I knew I'd have this, and then I wanted to watch more Luke Cage after this. So, um, uh, and it's pretty good. It's like daughter follows father underground he's been a coal miner for like 32 years or something ridiculous and she goes underground it collapses and they have to like survive but then she goes crazy maybe not who knows don't really get the ending that much but kind of like that i don't but it's all right there's some cool like horror imagery in it like when she looks at these people faces they get all fucking weird and shit it's pretty cool what else is on your list i'm just randomly going through uh netflix and just like reading synopsis and go all right i'll watch that so all right i'm just trying to watch stuff that i wouldn't normally watch i mean that's not to say that like if something comes out at redbox or like that i can rent through playstation i wouldn't rent right but um because i was gonna go back and just watch like my favorites like i was like oh i'm gonna watch the thing i'm gonna watch prince of darkness i'm gonna watch and i was like you watch these movies on any given time when you're like i'm bored prince of darkness you know like right i'm trying to watch stuff that i just you know opens the mind gives me ideas for something like oh that's a really cool idea but what if you did it this way so uh i'm just trying to like see some things that like have low scores on netflix because sometimes those films actually end up being kind of fun and good like stung has like one and a half stars but i was like that's a solid three (laughs) at least three three baby b horror movies (laughs) like b horror movies have a different rating system right 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 you're grade a like fucking like foreign film or like yeah you know like even superhero movies i think have their own grading scale yeah they kind of do yeah i would not put like i love civil war but do i love it as much as a kurosawa film like those are two (laughs) different playing fields yeah they're a different thing you know like um so it's just kind of like you know just trying to watch some different stuff and kind of give our listeners Maybe if they're just kind of bored with, like, what they've been watching. Just trying something. I usually try to do this, and I fail miserably at it because there's, like, so much shit I want to watch besides that. Like, I was, I was after I watched Stung, I was like, man, I really want to watch The Imitation Game because I love that I love that batch. I want to see that Cumberbatch in something. Oh, Stung is in that? N- no, he's not. I wanted to watch The Imitation Game. It's on Netflix. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I saw that. I saw that in the theater, actually. And uh, I was like, oh, I really want to watch that. I was like, no, you got to watch a horror movie before you can watch this you like have to have a day You're crazy off to watch man it. so i'm trying to stick to it this year because i usually like i don't know why netflix doesn't just hound like october with horror movies but they seem to release like quality shit it's right. like luke cage is out like even though it came out september 30th and right it's, like all these other shows and like none of this is really horror uh but it's just kind of funny to see like they took the exorcist off on like september 30th like who the f- like who does that wow that's like, weird one of the greatest horror movies ever made and I don't care what anyone says. It's fucking great. I don't care if you're 15 years old and you laugh when you watch it. Cause you <laughs> watch that shit on a stormy night by yourself. Then tell me how fucking funny it is. Uh, <laughs> that's me. That was Baby Maddie. That's what Baby Maddie decided to do. Baby Maddie with a, with a beard? 
Yeah, Baby Mary with a beard decided to stay up and watch TV <laughs> late at night and turn the volume down real low and sit real close to the television so he could see The Exorcist because his parents wouldn't let him watch it. Baby Mary was terrified and is still to this day terrified of that film. I'm glad uh, you're sitting down because I have to confess, I've never seen Pumpkinhead or uh, Poltergeist, actually. Oh, shit, dude. You should watch Poltergeist. That's like... Yeah. Because, like, uh, like, so Toby Hooper, quote-unquote, directed that film. Right. But apparently he was so coked out on the set that Spielberg directed a lot of it. Like I heard I heard like, this story, yeah. Yeah, but but still, like, gave Hooper the credit because I guess he did direct, like, half of it or something when he was coherent enough to direct it. Right. So uh, it's good. I think if you like Spielberg and you want to see Spielberg step into, like, because I don't really think it, like, Jaws is horror. I think it was supposed to be kind of horror, though, at the time. It's like pop, like a little PG-13 horror. Yeah. It's solid, man. I watched the remake, and that's a piece of trash, but... All right. What about Children of the Corn? I've never seen that either. Dude, it, like, there's a lot of really cool... Like, I want to read the, the, the short story or novella, because there's a lot of really cool, like, mythology under, like, that. But it's just, like, it's not... You want it to be creepier than it is. Okay. But it's like, I mean, if you're trying to watch some scary movies for October or you and your lady are, yeah, I would definitely pop in Children of the Corn. Like, it should be seen. Okay. I mean, it's a movie called Children of the Corn. Like, what, what the a, fuck does that mean? What about what Baba about Duke to... and It Follows? Dude, Baba Duke, I fucking love. It's so good, man. I've heard I heard only good things, and I, that's, that's one I really want to see. It Follows is fucking awesome. It's incredible. All right, all right. It's the only time I've ever watched a film and not been able to figure out what the fuck it is. Okay. Because, like, most monsters or things or other entities or aliens or whatever the fuck it is have rules, you know? Like, they have a set of rules they follow within the film. Right. So, and, and it follows, it breaks all those rules. Okay. Soon as, like, for me anyway, I was like, oh, it does this. This is how it does this. And it's like, no, because it did this, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I was consistently, like, trying to figure out, like, what it was. You know what I thought was, I thought was, like, one of the best horror movies I saw in a long time was Cabin in the Woods. So creative, man. It's, Cabin in the Woods, for me, is one of those weird things where it's, like, trying to make fun of the cliches or uh, all the, all the, all the holes that horror falls into, you know? But it, it's weird because it falls into all of those. And I get that they're, like, maybe trying to... I don't know, man. It's, like, I like a lot of it. It's the this is the only time I've seen, like, uh, Merman eat someone. So Just that, that, that third cool. act, man, when they go I mean, really nuts. I'd never seen any of that shit before. It was so... Oh. I thought it was really creative, and I'm not, like, a, I've never... I haven't seen as much horror as you have. I'm not a connoisseur. But I guess I should say it like a, like the music thing. Like, as a layman... I thought it was pretty awesome. No, I like it. It's it's like it's it's one of those weird films to me where it's like I get why people enjoy it. It's just like I I'm just like a dude that's like, man, there's too many cool monsters in there. Like, make those separate films, you know? <laughs> oh, okay, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'd yeah. much rather see all that shit instead of it all together. And like, I mean, it's cool. It's a cool movie. It's just like it's not like it's something that I would like watch again for sure if we were all like everyone's like oh we're gonna sit down and watch a horror movie and then we're gonna review it and yeah, tape yeah, yeah. it or some shit because we all live in LA like yeah I totally sit down but it's like it's not something that I consistently go back to as like one of my favorite horror films that movie was shelved for a long time like he Whedon found Hemsworth on that set but that movie came out after 
Thor 1, I believe. Yeah, like, I mean, you can tell, like, he's definitely not, like, as big as he was in Thor or anything. And it's just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They finally had, like, basically that film was, there's no star in this film. We don't know how to build it, really. And then uh, Thor came out, and they went, all right, good. We know how to build this now. Yeah, 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 Thor's exactly. And so exactly. released the fuck out of it. Right. I feel like Whedon probably picked Hemsworth just so he could get Cabin in the Woods out in the real world. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I love Chris Hemsworth. I think he's a really good actor. That's not to say anything that he's... I think he's a great Thor. I really like the movie he's in called Black Hat. I thought that was really solid. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that, but uh, I heard it was I, all right. you, I, I think you'd love it. Um, I feel like Michael Mann gets a lot of shit because of his new stuff, but I really like everything he's been producing recently. I even like that Miami Vice movie. I know a lot of people hate it. I don't give a shit. Well, his action's always so realistic, for one. I usually don't care about realism, but he just takes it to such... A level like when you watch a fight scene especially it's like damn i feel like i'm getting choked out you know like yeah. there's that choke out scene with the gun or something in miami vice yeah i i remember that to this day and like he did collateral right yeah all those fight scenes too man like fuck dude just it really like hits home like it's like that and jason bourne jason bourne's probably a little bit more flashy but yeah michael mann keeps it like real like pretty realistic with the fights man that's the thing I think like Michael Mann is going in this direction now where he's not making movies for idiots. You okay. Know, like, he, like Black Hat doesn't really explain a lot about like what's going on. It's very computer like tech heavy. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. understand a lot of it, but Black Hat's a hacker term, isn't it? Yeah. Um it basically like Chris Hemsworth is like the best hacker basically. And okay. Then there is this hacker who is like causing all this terrible shit throughout the world and they pull chris hemsworth out of like prison to like kind of stop these events that are happening because they're like causing catastrophes in the world like just the worst of the worst shit and it's like him and this really small group of people and like you're just watching and you're like oh all these people will probably live because they're with chris hemsworth like everyone basically dies it's fucking like brutal as fuck it's like and all like you said it's so realistic because you're just like these guys get in a firefight in the street and like everyone dies like i think hemsworth gets like hit like even in the end of towards the end of the movie you're like oh shit hemsworth might die it's that so all right you're kind of selling it i might see it i mean it's good it's long and i think a lot of people are just like oh it's like you could have cut an hour out of that but it's like clocking in like two hours and something and i don't know i i just like watching his films because i feel like recently he's just been making movies for himself and that's fine. Like, I'm totally down with the director who wants to make a movie for himself because he's fucking making it, so do it, you know? It's like, don't try to please everyone. So I like Kevin Smith's Yoga Hosers and, like, Tusk. That's why I like Rob Zombie films. Like, I know those, like, aren't even too compared to, like, a Michael Mann film, really. But at the same time, you kind of have to because, like, a Michael Mann film looks like a Michael Mann film. Like, a Terrence Malick film looks like a Terrence Malick film, you know? Rob I, I mean, I, I feel like Collateral is one of my favorite action movies of all time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Collateral is like a solid fucking film, like through and through. I, I think it's one of his more like Hollywood like films, though. Yeah, like, yeah. If yeah. you compare like Collateral, like if you see Black Hat and compare it to Collateral, you'd be like, these are two totally fucking different movies. Okay. Um. Anyway, back to Luke Cage. Oh yeah, we were getting to that. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I was talking to a coworker about just. How a lot of people have said that like Jess, it was like it's like Jessica Jones and getting more back to the streets or whatever. And 
not so like superhero heavy as I guess like Daredevil is, but I don't really feel like Daredevil's like like. I think I, people like, might be like weirded out by like ninjas popping up and shit, but I'm like yeah, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay with that. Well, <laughs> it's like it's weird because like people are like Daredevil's a superhero, and I was like Daredevil's a hero. He's like Batman. Like, he doesn't really have a superpower per se. No, he does. He has the fucking uh, super hearing and shit. I mean, not he yeah, hearing. Yes, like, it's just, I don't know. I don't really think it's, like, super. Like, Batman has got nothing. No, dude, he can fucking read regular text, like, Braille, right? Like, it's the super sensitivity. Like, that's a legitimate superpower. What? But people who are blind can read Braille. No, but he can do it more so. No, it's not Braille. He can read Braille, too, but... Like, the way they write it, he can read regular text, printed newspaper text that okay, we read. So he can kind of sort of see because of his weird, like, little echolocation thing. Yeah, he's got echolocation like a bat. That's That, like, helps out his martial arts ability and okay, all that all shit right, as well. Right. So I take it back. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, I feel like Luke Cage is a little more street than uh, Jessica Jones. Well, I mean... <laughs> No, there's yeah, like, a, yeah. like, well, like, I mean, it is, like, I mean, I feel like Jessica Jones and, like, Daredevil, like, even though they're set in, like, the same kind of place, Luke Cage is a little more grounded, and I wanted to say when I was, like, messaging on Facebook that it had a Spike Lee 90s feel. I didn't, I don't know why, but it does. It's, like, very current with, like, what the fuck's going on today. Yeah, I mean, it's got a black guy in a hoodie getting shot. Yeah, well. Just I mean, living. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he's getting shot by like, it's like it's like I haven't seen any cops shoot him yet, so, or like white people, or so. No, no, no. But I like that. That's been like a part of like their marketing campaign too. Well, not officially, but like the directors said shit like that in panels and interviews and stuff. Yeah. Like I, him, him wearing a hoodie is very much on purpose. Uh, but. Uh, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, all the Marvel Netflix shit is amazing. I've only seen one episode, but like I turned to my girlfriend when we were watching it, uh, and like near the end, like kind of a spoiler, but not too much. Like he, there's this like showdown with like other thugs at a in a Chinese restaurant or whatever, and it was just kind of classic, you know. Like they're laughing at the hero, thinking that he's weak, and then he fucking takes them all out and. It just felt like, even though this is like a modern superhero, no capes or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, black dude in Harlem, also probably a little bit more modern than the other guys, but uh, it's still like, that scene felt so classic. Like, you could have put like kind of the same thing, written the same thing for like an Adam West Batman. And I say this in a good way. Like, like it's just classic hero genre shit, and I thought it was great, but... Um, it's got big boobies in it as well. I'm a fan of that. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, I forget. It's so weird when I watch, like, Marvel stuff on Netflix. I'm like, wait, there's nudity? What? Did they have nudity in the other ones, man? This is the first one with, like, well, like I mean, actual seeing a nipple, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I can't imagine. Like, there's, like, no real call for it in Daredevil, really. I mean, maybe. Jessica but, Jones like, has a lot of sex, but this they don't show anything, right? No, there's no nudity in it. I think it might, like totally take away from what jessica jones is trying to be yeah yeah for sure yeah if they just were like oh here's a whole bunch of nudity like it doesn't really fit the character like and not really saying that like luke cage has to have that either to be good but it's a lot of the 
villains he deals with are very much wrapped up into that world of prostitution and whatnot. Cottonmouth again, like I've only seen the one episode, but he, he seems to be like another great villain. Like every all the villains on Netflix, Marvel are so good. Yeah. And well, people say this all the time, right? Like there hasn't really been a lot of memorable villains in the movie universe. I mean, right now, can you even name the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, Ronan. Uh, Ronan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ronan. So so you can, but a lot of people can't. Or like even like uh, Thor two or whatever. Or, I don't know. Like they're not quite as memorable as Loki is. Loki's their best one. It seems like I think it's kind of the consensus. I agree with that. And but like they started off with you know D'Onofrio as Kingpin, which was amazing, and the Purple Man David Tennant, incredible. And Cottonmouth is looking to be kind of the same thing. Like, he's so good. Yeah. Well, there's also Diamondback, too, who is, like, as you watch more, he is... I feel like he's coming, you know, like... Um, he's going to be even worse? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that much about Luke Cage's villains or anything. I'm just kind of watching it just to just to see what Marvel has to give me. Because, like, the thing is, is, like, I would love to read all the comic books in the world, but, Jesus, it's too expensive. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. the time to do it. Yeah. So if I can watch like a 13 episode show about it, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for you, sure. You know? Yes. Um, Especially done as well as this. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm getting like I mean, I really want to read a lot of the Daredevil stuff just because I like uh I've always liked Daredevil like the way he looks and stuff. I'm I'm like a sucker for people in like a costume. Um so, and I mean, like the thing could change where it's like I like after Luke Cage, I could be like, all right, I need to read every Luke Cage thing ever made, you know. But the current like, the current run that's Iron Fist and Power Man. Yeah. Uh, is pretty good. Yeah. It's fun, so uh, maybe check that one out. Yeah, it's like it's the thing is like I think like my comic tendencies towards like now is like I just finished up Paper Girls Volume One by Brian K. Vaughn. And I need to read Saga Volume Five, and then you know, I get Part Six. So like my like, like the things I like to read aren't necessarily like super comic book, like superhero. Like, I think that's like, uh, that's just part of our age as well. But uh, I mean, yeah, there, I, every time I see like Image launching some new shit, I'm like, fuck, that looks incredible. Yeah. I haven't read them all. I read uh, maybe up to Volume Three or Four of Saga. I thought that was so great. And so creative. Yeah. I had never read Brian K. Vaughn before. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting into. Party. Yeah, that's what I hear. And just, I don't know, man. Like They had like both magic and heavy sci-fi elements in Saga. And like great characters. Yeah. And like a bunch of like weird sexual characters that were are never going to be made into a movie. Like, yeah. Except maybe a HBO animated series. That's the only way. Yeah. Like, I... I it's just great. Like some of the best comics I've ever read. And again, I haven't read as much as you and Joey, especially Joey. Oh, but dude. but yeah, I thought it was so so like good. And I I went on a total tangent, but Oh, it's fine. I mean, we're talking about Luke Cage, it all kind of goes together. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Luke Cage is great. I can't wait to finish it. Uh, I'm really excited to see um Iron Fist now just to see what they do with it. Uh I mean, I'll, the pun if they do a Punisher series, which I think is going to happen, they are. They that'd are. That'd be great. Uh, the Defenders thing, I'm really excited just to see how they all work together, how they come together. Um, yes. That's going to be the most fun of that show. Is and like, who's the villain of that man? Who could be the I, villain? 
Fuck if I know. I don't. There's too much. Like, like I was saying, there's there's like so much shit to keep up with in comics. Like I, I've just like what like a couple of years ago, uh, we got like this comic book by and when I was working at the record store, and I was and a friend was like, oh, you need to read this. This is great. And I was like, all right. So I bought it. It was only like five bucks. Bought this volume. I forget what it was. And it's like Nightcrawler died. And I was like, what the fuck? When did this happen? Like, Wolverine's all sad throughout the comic because his buddy's dead, and I was like, hold the fuck up. So I went around scouring Chicago for these other comics, going to different comic stores, trying to find this shit. Trying to fi- find out how Nightcrawler like, died. To do that, but then I needed to read past that graphic novel I just bought. And I right. ended up spending, like, all this money just to read this shit. And I know there's, like, the internet, you can download this shit for free. But it's, sometimes it's such a hassle just to, like, download that shit. You want a physical reading. copy, I get it. It's it's like, and it's, I don't know, I hate reading stuff on a computer. I just, like, like I have a, ta- like, I have, like, a Kindle I got for a birthday present with a book that was out of print that's, like, really hard to find. So, like, that's cool. That's a really cool birthday present. But if I can, if, if I have my way about it, I'm going to pick up a paperback copy or, hard, you know, hardcover something, you know. Like, I need to see it. I need to touch it. I need to, like, hold it as close to my face as I can, you know. Um, but I like tracked all this shit down and then I got to a point and it's like kept going and going and I was like, I was like, I can't, I have to stop. I have to pull back. I have to come out of this. Like, I can't do this anymore. It's just, it's hard to just like read something cause they'll reference something and then you want to go back and read that or I don't know, man, it's tough. It's tough being a comic book fan these days. If you haven't it's been also following the best. it consistently. It's great too though at the same time. I mean, I have a lot of fun. Like, if I get in on a series like Saga, like, I was like, oh, Brian K. Vaughn has a new series. It's like Game of Thrones, but sci-fi. And I was like, shit, I want to read that. Picked up Saga. I've been following it ever since. Like, Paper Girls is pretty new. I think the new volume comes out in, like, November. So, like, I love jumping on the train early on. Um, I also did the same thing with, like, The Walking Dead and, like, Outcast. So that stuff's really cool to, like, jump on the train, like, as it's, like, starting. But, like, once it's full force, like, like X Men comics now blow my mind. It's like I don't know where to begin if I want to start reading X Men. You know, it's it's weird too. Like they they do this thing where they're like they're meeting. Uh, oh, I'm getting a little bit of uh, echo. Hold on one second. All right, I'm gonna try this anyway. So like they're 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 meeting like other like the '60s versions. Like the the current versions of the characters are meeting like the '60s versions. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not that interested not in that, that kind of thing. thing. Like even like like DC does this all the time too. Yeah. It just kills me. I can't I can't deal with that, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it can get it can get overwhelming at times. Like I don't know how Joey's done it for so long. Like it's a lot, man. Dude, I like it's like if something's really cool, like a writer or something I like is like picking up a like Scott Snyder started writing Batman, and I'd read some Swamp things he'd done and like some of his horror stuff. I was like, sweet, I'll read some Scott Steiner Batman. Read that, read a lot of that. Cool, done. Like Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire, however you say his last name. Love that guy. Did Animal Man, I read like his run on Animal Man. He did a Green Arrow run that was fucking awesome. Like anything that guy does. Like he's doing Old Man Logan now. Okay. Uh, so I, I want to read that. I need to pick up that like first volume. Like it's it's more so I'm more into like writers now than I am like def- like heroes necessarily. Cause like I like Arrow, I got no issues with like Green Arrow, but is it something I'm gonna pick up by a writer? I don't know. Probably not. Right. Right. So uh, I'm definitely into like writers and just having a really cool story. 
Dude, I was so upset, like, in Arrow, uh, the series, when they introduced Komodo and he didn't stay around that long. I was like, come fuck on. What, the CW show? Yeah, like, because he was introduced. Jeff Lemire, like, made up Komodo for that run. And Komodo's so fucking cool in the comic. Like, in the show, it's just like a one-off kind of villain. This has been episode 31 of Superhouse Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hopefully next time, more Superhouse members will be here. But we're all very busy. So, stay tuned. We'll have a drunk-filled, drunk uh, shotgun-filled episode soon enough. Bye.